0: There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook Games. June needs your help, Detective. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Geek Buddies! <gasps> hey! Yeah. And we're live tonight here on the Outlaw Nation channel doing a, uh, a an episode of a show that uh, Shannon McClung suggested, which is something that we have done many, many times, which is hang out uh, us two at a happy hour, just drink into our heart's content, talking about everything that's going on in the world of entertainment in the world of uh, geekery uh so great suggestion shannon i've i've chrismified the graphics here so we get a little holiday action going on what do you think does it work
2: i uh, it's very festive uh tis the season <laughs> exactly It is the season
1: happy hour is the name of the show we're gonna start doing occasional episodes like this may uh live every once in a while where the three of us and of course this time around it's just me and Shannon. Get a little drunk or get a have a have a few drinks. How about that? Have a few drinks, talk about stuff, and uh, hang out with you all who are probably unwinding from your day. Whether you're on the East Coast, in the uh, uh, the middle of the country, or on the West Coast, or around the world somewhere, it's always five o'clock somewhere. So you can have a drink and hang out with us, Shannon. Uh, what? Uh, well, should we let people know who we are? Uh, sure. I'm yeah. I'm the outlaw John Roker, writer, producer, and host here on the Geek
2: Buddies and my name's Shannon McClung I'm an animation writer and a television actor um where you're gonna be a, you can see some of our current work right now with the third season of strawberry shortcake Berry in the big city there's also yeah. a holiday special on yeah. Netflix that Mr Michael Vogel wrote um yeah what are you drinking tonight John
1: yeah so tonight we got ourselves a little knob creek that's the oh. uh that's the drink of choice tonight a little straight bourbon Kentucky whiskey this is from maybe a year ago so i hope it's still good <laughs> i mean the top was still on it so you know
2: i i think i think it's probably i think it's probably okay
1: <laughs> and i and i'm chasing it because i am a bitch i'm chasing it with a little diet coke uh to kind of make it all go down smooth very <laughs> sugary drink but it's my kind of my kind of drinking now you know uh, shannon i used to go a uh, stout's uh, but I tried to lay off the stouts uh, ever since COVID, and I put on the poundage. So I feel I can process this a little bit quicker. What, what, what's uh, what's going on on your end? What are you, what are you drinking Well, speaking of
2: head? stouts, oh, oh, oh. In, in, in honor of, of, of my, my brother from another mother, John, Johnny Rocco, we have from the BJ's Brewhouse Beer Club, the wow. Malt Storm, a Belgio-style imperial oat stout. So I am oh. going to uh, pop this right now. That's I awesome. hope I don't spill it in the office does it pop it pops
1: oh love that sound
2: it pops we got we got us yes. we, ha- we had a frosty mug the frost is uh, <laughs> uh has melted away look at that poorly
1: oh that is beautiful look how juicy and thick that fucking
2: stout is jesus christ that is gorgeous yeah we had um we what's had two, two it, of it, these what's, beers. What's the proof on that? What's the proof? On that? It's high. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh it is 10.1%. Oh, so, 10.1%. I am going to drink this slowly because that it is two. very possible that the 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 wheels <laughs> could fall <laughs> off the bus here. We had uh, uh Shane and I we had two of these. Her yeah, brother yeah, yeah. gave them to Shaney for oh, her nice. birthday. Um, and there was one that was like a coffee lager. I mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I just read Haunted Autumn. <laughs> Shannon may not make it to the Godzilla songs portion of the show. <laughs> that's that that's possible. That's the uh, but there was a coffee lager that was about five percent. And then there was this one. I'm like, Ooh. oh, I gotta, I gotta do the Imperial Stout. And then about 10 minutes ago, I'm like, maybe this isn't such a good idea.
0: <laughs>
2: and so she put the coffee lager in the freezer. Nice. And I'm thinking, and so I took it out and she's like, wait, I thought. I thought that was mine. And I'm like, remember when I said that I wasn't sure if I should do this? She's like, Well, are you gonna drink the whole thing? And I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and she goes, Well, uh, and I'm kind of like, it's fine. I'll-, I'll take this one. She's like, you know what? Go get loaded on camera. There you go. Go get loaded on camera. Hey,
1: cheers, like- Johnny. Cheers, brother man. Cheers. Cheers to you, sir. Hey. Hey. Hey.
2: Ah. Oh my gosh! And we should. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Woo That'll put some head on your chest, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um we should say that uh, uh michael vogel is not joining us tonight because he is out of town uh, uh where is he at now uh, denver florida where, where is he He is Where's in
2: orlando he orlando. is gallivanting around disney with some other folks and uh yeah they are they are having a rip-roaring good time
1: i bet we were not invited onto this trip unfortunately <laughs> enjoy vogel enjoy hope you're having a great time but i did hang three stockings up there for the three of us at the top of the screen. Which autumn.
2: one is yours? Do we
1: know? Probably the biggest one. So
0: but <laughs> I do like the, the red.
1: I'll go the red and white. Michael will be the one in the middle. That kinda looks like Michael anyway. And I think you could take the green with the
2: sure snowflakes. I think that's fair. It's 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 culturally appropriate to give <theme>.
1: That's a, oh, that's actually a really good point.
2: <laughs>
1: um, anyway, so how are how are things on your end, Shannon? Uh, what's been your week like? I know you've been on, We're going to get into stuff. We're going to get into the Star Wars news, the superhero stuff, uh, get into the Godzilla-sons that's happening now. We're going to get into all that stuff here tonight. So just relax, and let's take it easy. Let's not rush through the show. Let's have some fun. Streamlabs Super Chats are open. We'd love to have you guys send in some support here. As we go along, any questions, thoughts, or comments you might have, uh, as we go along, send them in. Of course, we'll pick some out from the chat as well. But please feel free to send some in. It's a it's a pinned in the chats in the description of the video as well. Send in some support here as we go along. We'll read them as we go along. And yeah, and sure. if yeah.
2: if you're having and if you're having a beverage as well, let yes, us know in the chat, let us know what you're let yes. us know what you're uh, sipping on tonight.
1: Yes, if you tw- DM me a picture or tweet me a picture of whatever you're drinking. I will put it up on the show. I will put it up on the screen uh, knowing that you guys are drinking along with us, which we appreciate. Because this will be the first of maybe two, I don't know how much ice I've got left in my Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> ice
2: container. I uh, started to grab that. I started <laughs> to grab that mug. It's in the freezer. <laughs> I
1: was like, I got to have this one. Um, uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about it. But like, how are things uh, on your end, Shannon? How, how's the week been going? Have you been auditioning? Uh, is there anything you can talk about? Like, what what's what's the situation now that we're, we're the strike is now also officially officially over yeah. the contract's been ratified has it been a mad dash to get these projects cast
2: um yeah well there's the thing that i i, I told you all a couple of weeks ago which i I've told you more specifically mm. what it is but mm-hmm. um it's it's a voiceover job it is a it is a uh kind of like a narrative podcast that is being done with a Blumhouse and iHeartRadio and Realm, which is actually so you know cool. one of the platforms we're on. Yes. Um, yeah, Realm. Uh, so yeah, I actually had a Zoom meeting with the director last week, nice. which was which was great. I mean, the one of the like, I'm I'm reading, I'm playing three different parts. One of them I thought was just in one episode. It's like yeah. kind of a bigger supporting role, but then he let me know that I'm actually in four episodes and. If the series were to get a second season, that yes. mine is a character that we would come back to. Oh, so that's great. yeah, so I'm recording that next week. okay. Um yeah, and I and I have started auditioning. I <laughs> right before the strike happened, I was auditioning a lot for Night court. Um, oh those- nice. Those casting directors, they've they have cast me before. They're the same folks from Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Um, so the first audition I had back after the strike was done was for Night Court, nice. um, and then I got I had something that I just taped right before this, but I think I got to tape it again because it is it is a it has a monologue in it that's the length of a Bible. I mean, wow. it is so long and like i'm showing it to Shaney, and i'm kind of like what do you think and she was like well it's good and i'm like it's just so wordy and the yeah. breath control so i think i gotta i think i gotta do it again our our uh, our mutual friend susan huckle helped me out with that hey but i might uh, i might have to call her and be like hey can we do it one more time
1: <laughs> all right
2: then, i know i'm terrible at that I'm like, hey can we can, but can, actors we understand hear? that right i mean i do get it. Yeah, yeah she she was, because she was, she was having to read for some stuff too. So Ooh, we did my nice. thing first. I did two mm-hmm. takes and I'm like, I think I got it. And so then we did her stuff yeah. and she was kind of like, you know what? That's as good as it's going to be tonight. <laughs> and she's like, do you want to do yours one more time? And I'm like, yeah. But because of that, again, that just enormous yeah. speech, I'm like, if I flub it, it's just like, it, yeah. you know, it's, this is the universe stepping in saying, not the night. Yeah. Um, so I flubbed it not yet, not yet kid. Yeah. so um but she did say she's like if you need to if if you call me like if you need to do it again so i'm like eh, maybe it's not due until sunday oh Um, you got time i yeah plenty of time I, i wanted to get it in before friday because the early bird doesn't always get the worm yeah with with this type of stuff but for my sanity i like to get it in as soon as possible so if the if the casting directors if they do have notes this has happened before like i get right, something in right. earlier they're like hey try it again like this yeah um do it like something this. that used to be done in the room you remember right that, right? right i remember uh, those days yeah that we don't really get with self-tapes like they have to really think you're close um to to give you an adjustment so that's a good
1: point that's a good sign if they're giving you adjustment that means they think you're in contention for the role yes yeah, that'd be great that'd be great
2: yeah. yes it's happened twice where Mm. casting has reached out for an adjustment and one of the jobs ended up being the orville which i got oh nice yes and the other one was for the show the minx which i Uh, did not Uh, get the one with jake johnson johnson yes yes yeah uh, i can't remember
1: the british actress's name who's the lead sam levine a recurring character on that he plays one
2: of the 70s djs he's one of the djs yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. he's very (laughs) fun
1: on that show um,
2: um yeah but yeah i have i have uh, an audition for one more show that has had me in a lot over the nice. years, and okay. each year I think it's it, it's gonna be this show's last season <laughs> <laughs> each year I think that, and like they they're having me read for two different parts is it I'm just joking I'm just is it what claws is it claws?
1: <laughs> That show was around for seven years. I had no, I knew nobody who watched that show. What's <laughs> the one like, um, Rules of Engagement? That thing was on for nine seasons, and I knew nobody who watched
2: Rules of Engagement. I watched so many episodes of that show because I auditioned for so many episodes. Uh, well, that's,
1: that's, that's a career thing. That's different. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm always surprised at certain shows. Like Supernatural was on for so long, and I never once uh, thought to put that show on ever. Yet it's one of the greatest shows for nerddom and geekdom people love those shows so it's just interesting vampire diaries
2: seasons it was on right yeah
1: yeah. a long time something wild like that Uh, you're just like what it's coming back jesus christ so yeah you're always blown away by those kinds of situations um yeah uh not that you ask but for me it's been going uh you know standard stuff (laughs) just working on shows right now i'm trying to find a graphic designer because i want to change the channel it i'm officially going to change the channel to the john roca channel or the john roca show sometime next year early hopefully next year um maybe for the anniversary the fourth year anniversary of the show which is around february of the channel rather in february um maybe the process but outlaw nation has been great and it's been a lot of fun and certainly it's been a great name but you know, the outlaw, the smoke doesn't happen anymore. And although I can still be an outlaw without calling it the outlaw nation, I think I want to expand the reach of the channel. So I've been thinking a lot lately about maybe bringing back like some of the wrestling content, not consistently, just if there's a big story, I can right. cover it. If there's a big entertainment story, I can cover it on the John Roca channel, TV, film, whatever Ray- could be music as well. You know, these kinds of things. And, um, I even want to, I'm even kicking around a gossip show, with winston a marshall now winston is black i'm latino he suggested spill the horchata spill the horchata instead of spill the tea (laughs) but that's a mexican drink so i don't know if i can get away with it but maybe so we're kicking around ideas ideas for it uh but that's just something we because we have fun doing the sports show and so it's just something where i'm considering maybe uh doing something like that so we will see how it all plays out but i need new graphics new everything and i'm trying to find people who are like really really good at it and can do it within a month a month and a half of of time that we have so because i know the holidays are coming up so nobody wants to work through the holidays so yeah
2: well and that's, also one of yeah. one of your first shows yeah way back when was a wrestling show it was you and andre, yes you yeah and
1: andre gordon that's right the the money in the bank show that's right we we used to do that way back when real like six years ago eight years ago maybe eight years ago i guess eight years ago a while ago we were doing that and uh, put it together and it was fun for as long as it lasted and andre now in in miami doing really well he's doing a star wars kind of youtube show there as well i think the the gray trials or something like that i can't remember what the name of it is called but he's doing really great on that show so he's, he's doing his thing directing and all that kind of stuff but yeah it was fun for a while it lasted i had a wrestling channel for a while but then it's just too much to watch. So when there's a big news story, I don't mind covering, like CM Pump coming back or one of maybe the pay-per-views or something like that. That'd be fun. So just to kind of keep it open so it's not just one thing, but it's got a little more uh, of a dynamism to it, and it's more reflective of who I am. So like, I can, right. if I want to talk about it, I'm going to pop on and talk about it because that's my channel. That's the brand of my channel, whatever he's into. So yeah, I think that's the approach of it. So spill the margarita. Spill the margarita. It's not a bad one. I don't know. Maybe margar but that margarita is still Mexican. So we got I got to find that Latino drink that's like Hispanic and Latinos uh, would understand what it is. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe spill the blue milk. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough of that. Um, we got ourselves. It's we're knee deep in Christmas now, Shannon. What are we in the sixth, seventh day of Christmas already? Only eighteen more days left, Chris, uh, 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 Shannon. That sucks. Only 18 more days. Um, I've checked I've decked out the office. We have our Christmas tree that we bought, our nine-foot Christmas tree there. And there. that's a beauty, Clark. That's a beauty, Clark. And uh, we got it from Home Depot. She decorated it's beautiful. I gotta put the um pictures up, and she did a winter wonderland out front in the yard. We have three deer. She bought this, these two big well, I bought, but the, she decorated the whole thing, these two. <laughs> big like net of green lights, so they're they're laid out in our yard in this like kind of crevice type area that looks like a little bit of a mini uh, river in the front yard that we have thanks toward the landscaping lady who owns the house so we put that out and then she's hung monument or uh, ornaments on the big tree and then we've got a projector and then she's put garland in the garage with a wreath so we really i i like to have a winter wonderland at our place and i told her this year that you know, it's been a good year. I've set aside some stuff, some money. So whatever you need, let's get it. And sure enough. So the only thing that sucks is once you create something this big and it's really awesome and it makes you happy and it only lasts for like 25, 30 days. It's frustrating that it's only 25 or 30 days. I don't want to be one of those ghetto people still having that shit up, you know, in February, but
2: still. <laughs> it's nice. Though. It's nice. I think, I think you can get, you can get through the new year. Mm-hmm. I think first week of January, you you can take yeah. you can take down the lights. You know some folks on day after Thanksgiving. Yes, I, like I, I do it. I try to do it no. December first. I
1: wanted to do it November first, right after Halloween. The tree, but every yeah, the tree, everything. But because I don't give a fuck about Thanksgiving. <laughs> Although I appreciate Thanksgiving and I respect Thanksgiving, and certainly we had a great time at our friend uh, JG's uh, Thanksgiving celebration. For me, it's Chris. It's Halloween and then Christmas. That's that's where it goes for me. So I, I wanted, but everybody was like, that's, you don't do that. That's a faux pas. You don't start. And sure enough, nobody had decorated their houses in our residential area until after Thanksgiving. And I was like, man, this is, this is a crime. This is a crime. We should be able to start November 1st. <laughs> in my opinion, in my opinion. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, oh, we got a couple of Streamlabs that have come through. Ladies and gentlemen, Streamlabs address is up there. It's pinned in the chat. We're sending you super chats as well. Greg Mott says, Hey, Roka, have you ever used Super Thanks due to my work schedule? I miss your lives and want to support the channel. Uh, yeah, it's down below. It's always available, Greg. I turned it on. So it's on all my shows, the Super Thanks. So for anybody who's watching later, you can always hit that Super Thanks button down below or that Thanks button down below and send in support uh, for the channel. And because all your support goes into the channel, like I'm. Right now this is my new mic arm, this is my new mics, a new camera stand that I bought. I've got new lights that I bought. So when people donate or contribute, I set that stuff aside and purposely put it back into the channel so that you all see the um the effects of it all, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I appreciate it very much, but yes, if you want to hit the super thanks down below, please feel free to donate however much you want, how little or how much, however much you want. Uh would appreciate it uh greg also says everyone has to evolve thanks for looking for new ways to keep the content diverse yes absolutely always christian harloff is the inspiration for that we had a really great conversation yesterday for about an hour uh, i was, we were kind of uh, i was yelling at him about a couple of things because i just was frustrated about some things and he was like all right l- are you done now let's walk through this so it, it's just a, a really good uh, friendship in that way we can both kind of get all go off on each other and then walk everything back and have a fun conversation about what to do next so it's just a it's a good good situation in that way <sighs> i feel like i'm talking a lot man Is that the Is that the
2: <laughs> it just we just started <laughs> i know you're right oh yeah the hallmark
1: movies shannon do you watch the hallmark movies the hallmark starts christmas movies in november right so Ro- Roka, you're in the clear if you want to decorate starting november Yeah, agreed i watched there's three channels now shannon Three Hallmark Christmas channels. Um, uh, do you watch any of
2: these movies? No. Uh, not even if our friends no. directed them. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so that one friend, I, I was on hold for one of those. Movies. Oh right. <laughs> so, I, yes, I so, I, so it was it was bitter it was uh, bitter fruit. <laughs> That's the reason I didn't I didn't watch that one. Um, n- no, I'm you know I'm not the, the Christmas movies. The Christmas viewing that I yeah. like to do. Like I yeah. started. When I had to charge my car the other day, you can watch Disney Plus in the car. Oh right, um, yes. So, so I started up Hawkeye again. Nice, and so nice. I'm almost halfway through that. You know, I love to watch Elf. I love to watch Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. Um I, it has to be really, really good for me to introduce it into the Christmas viewing lineup. Okay. And in my experience, the Hallmark films, well, they my my mom loves them. Um yeah, the Hallmark big. films don't really foot the bill. So. Yeah, no,
1: listen, you're not wrong. I put them on just to have Lindley roll her eyes. That's I put them on so that she, cuz she's like what are you doing and I'm like I just Look, it's not great acting. Some of the script, you know, you can say what you want about the script. Although, you know, I'd love to be in one or, or direct one for God's sakes. But like but you know, they know what they're doing. They know where their audiences are. And you want to you want to like really see how things can change and evolve. Go and see one from 10 years ago. I was watching on 2B TV, which no, not 2B, Pluto TV, which is free channels on app. They have a Hallmark Christmas channel which plays year round Hallmark Christmas movies. So I clicked on one from 2013 and I was like, Holy mackerel, this is this looks it. it uh, Tom Arnold was in it, um, one of the ADAs from Law and Order SVU who was on for like 15 episodes as an ADA. She was the lead of the film, and the film was horrific. It was horrific. It looked like it was shot like something out of college. And so it's certainly a lot better now. And I saw George Lopez in one of the most recent ones playing a uh, concierge in a hotel. It wasn't even a big role. He just was a guy in the film, and it's a film from like two years ago, I think, a Hallmark Christmas movie. So you never know who's gonna pop up in these things. <laughs> very, very great. Yeah, the Charlie Brown Christmas specials on Apple TV Plus. They just dropped it uh, yesterday, I think. So you guys can watch it if you want to do that. Anyway, all right, enough of the intro. Let's get into some stuff here, uh Shannon, and keep the streamlabs and super chats going.
2: Come on, man. <laughs> no, man. get it
1: together. Come on. You lightweight, you old man lightweight. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some Star Wars here, Shannon. Some big stuff going on in the world of Star Wars. Gizmodo released an article where they uh, think that Andor, uh, see, I, I made a little uh, things here. Hold on a second. Uh, there it is. Andor season two is possibly being pushed to 2025. Um, they add that while their source did not 100% close the book on a potential 2024 airing, They said that the, quote, the chances are, quote, highly unlikely at this time, and the reasoning appears to be twofold, that First Disney is publicly uh, stating it is slowing down the release of its major franchise titles on the Disney Plus service. The second is the SAG-AFTRA WGA strikes, although um, Gilroy said back in April that they'd reached the halfway mark in the shooting, and apparently they stopped shooting because of the strike just a few weeks before they were done, so... Um, do you think, cause only two titles have been announced at this point now, according to this press release from Disney plus UK, the acolyte and skeleton crew. So do you think maybe we're going to get surprised with the release today? Or does it feel to you like, yeah, it's going to be pushed to
2: 2025. My guess is that the, they will probably push it because even if they got because I think their shooting schedule was supposed to be like January to August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're I, I believe they're doing twelve episodes again, and those are longer. Those yes. are longer episodes. So you know, and, and they're the going to be
1: jumping year to year. So you have to change the costume, change the sets, all that kind of stuff, right?
2: Yeah, there there are plenty of reasons. Like this is not a normal this is not a normal TV shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I think when you're when you're uh, shooting something on the scale, especially with the amount of practical stuff they did with the first one, that the idea that um, they got about halfway through shooting. um, And then I want to say with the first season they had finished and then it was still a year before it came out. And not to say that they were doing post-production that whole time, but um, the amount of posts that they had to put in it versus also where they want to, they wanted to put it, kind of up in their lineup. So yeah. knowing that they are kind of um downshifting a little bit with how much stuff they put out there, two Star Wars series in a year, I think is I think is acceptable. Like <laughs> we're we're gonna get skeleton crew, we're gonna and we're gonna get the acolyte, which is something that we've never seen no. on screen, a time period in Star Wars that we've that we've yet to see. Um, but yeah, I mean it seems like Put put the two new things out, and if twenty twenty-five is and or season two and Mandalorian season four, fantastic. Yeah, it have uh, to
1: come before at Mandalorian season four, you imagine, early in 2025.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 would be my guess. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if they if they pushed it.
1: Now, what about now the the press release from Disney uh plus UK did not list Bad Batch season three or Tales of the Jedi season two? So I know that's animation, so you can you know mess around with that. Maybe they're waiting to announce a release date. But do you feel that's that also probably is going to be pushed to twenty twenty five? Both of those, or do you think they'll maybe maybe Bad Bats later on in the year it'll be announced or something like that coming out in November or something? Or I mean, Tales of the Jedi is a really small, like what are they five ten minutes. They're not that long. Those tales, yeah, they're they're shorter. So, yeah, so which do which if you had to. First of all, do you think they're not going to come out next year? And if you if you think one of them is going to come out, which one will probably come out
2: next year? It w- it would probably. Ah, gosh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. because more than likely, what they probably did, like Vogel can speak more authoritatively on this than I can. But he's generally, not here, he's not here. I know, I know. You've we'll call something. him. <laughs> but a lot of times, what happens with animation um, yeah. is your show gets picked up for two seasons. Like you're mm. going to do. This many episodes, they're going to release the first batch as season one. The second batch is season two. Um, Right. And I don't know how that would apply with Star Wars because, you know, Clone Wars did so many episodes. Yes. Um, But my guess is that that initial batch that they did of bad batch was the first two seasons Ah, uh, yes. um it, that is a guess though but also with tales of the jedi my guess is that they also filmed all those back to back as well or they they worked on those yeah back to back as well because they were shorter so my guess is that t- it'll probably be tales of the jedi
1: yeah yeah
2: um just because i think they probably have that already kind of locked and loaded ready to go but it it doesn't surprise me that it's not a a part of this big announcement. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wouldn't be surprised either if they pushed it. I mean, it just makes sense. Uh, you look, Tales of the Jedi was fun for Dooku and for Ahsoka, and we had an Ahsoka series come out. So that makes sense. If they're pushing everything back, maybe they're rethinking Tales of the Jedi. Maybe they were going to focus on different characters, and now that we've got everything being pushed back, this the change in the dates of release dates, we've got these three movies that are on tap. Daisy Ridley's coming back uh boyega is now talking about coming back there's all this stuff so i mean maybe they they're rethinking who the subjects are of tales of the jedi so maybe they're waiting on that as well you know
2: i don't don't maybe i I mean if they follow what has been done a lot i mean the the decisions are made (laughs) oh yeah that's good points they are probably done (laughs) but tales of the jedi i mean just based off of its first season it seems to be the type of thing that they can do forever like, yeah, you yeah. you can have these stories. I mean, who's to say that Luke couldn't pop up? Entails the Jedi? right,
1: hundred percent.
2: You know what I mean? I mean, who's to say you, it's it's not going to you 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 won't have Obi Wan show up or right. Fisto or you know Plo Koon. I mean, all these all these sure. Jedi that are kind of in the background. Like you could you could develop their stories more or use some of the material that's out there and like you know the books and the in the graphic novels as well. Mara Jade,
1: why not? Come on, no, I don't know. <laughs> Bring vanessa marshall she said she wanted to play her um all right well let's move on to some other star wars news here natalie portman uh she was on watch what happens live on bravo her and julianne moore promoting the may december movie that's out now uh on netflix if you haven't watched it a lot of people have that on their end of the year top 10 lists of movies a lot of people suggesting that the young kid in that film should be uh uh odds on favorite for best supporting actor as well for a nomination maybe julianne maybe natalie depends but she was there promoting the movie and andy cohen had some people chime in for questions and two people who were there um uh, online on zoom or whatever uh they uh asked natalie now that hayden christensen has come back to be a part of the star wars franchise would she are there any plans for her to come back and she said that no one has asked her uh, to return but she said I'm open to it. So fascinating. But I don't know what you do with this information, Shannon, because it's been two decades since she first was Padme Amidala, right? 1999. And it's 2023, 24 years since she was Padme. And Padme died at the end of. So, what would be the way to bring her out? We don't really do multiverse in Star Wars. So, being open to it is this a de aging situation? Just because she's open to it, what do you think would happen here, man?
2: In terms of what is currently out there and and that things that we should be expecting, I mean, in in yeah. my mind's eye, the only thing that you could have her pop up in would be in some sort of you know hol- old hollow message in Ahsoka. Oh yeah, um sure. similar to the Anakin training training tapes, right? Um, Ahsoka could have held on to something that uh, a message that Padme has Padme had sent her. Yeah. Um, yeah. what they, you know, what they choose to do with that. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where else, you know, as you said, the character, the character died. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot with her in, in the clone wars. You did. Um, yeah. I don't know what else you, I don't know what else, what story is left over to tell, yeah. about padme i mean i know there are uh, again books graphic novels where she where she pops up yeah. um but yeah i i don't feel like padme is a character that they go back to yeah. um but look there are far more talented writers out there than i so <laughs> i imagine someone has come up with a fantastic idea of you know what this is this is the Padme story that you know we've all been waiting for, and seeing what they can do yeah. with the de aging, um, and also Nat- Natalie Portman has aged pretty gracefully. I mean, I think wow. you could; it, it would not be a stretch to uh, to yeah. de age her a couple of decades.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things that come up in my mind. Yeah, animation is the easy route, of course, but that you w- you wouldn't necessarily need her for that. I don't. I think it'd be fine. It'd be fun, certainly, to have her come back and voice Padme. In maybe an adventure or a tales of the Jedi with Bat May. But although, although she wasn't a Jedi, was she? I mean, was mm-hmm. she a Jedi? Yeah, so I don't think it would work necessarily. I think if you were to do a Princess Leia series, then maybe, you know, because she revealed to be a force user, as we saw in um The Last Jedi, certainly someone maybe being trained, maybe there's connection. Maybe Padme shows up as a Force ghost in some episode. If you do a Millie Bobby Brown Princess Leia series, (laughs) maybe she goes to some temple or something on one of the adventures, and there's Padme. I think that's the extent. Well,
2: it's typically only Jedi who show up as as Force ghosts, so yeah. Uh,
1: You know, uh, last I checked, the Force is in everybody. Last I checked there,
2: I mean, I'm just
1: yeah. saying, Feloni. It's not that much of a stretch from everybody has access to the Force to everybody can be a Force ghost. I don't think it's that much of a stretch, necessarily, depending on the training. I don't know, but
2: uh, now see, and and I think that there there are comedic possibilities here for like a Star Wars short of like these people popping up. Think <laughs> think of like the you know the blip <laughs> where people just show up in apartments where like ah oh, you know you haven't lived here in five years. It's a Force ghost showing up in places they haven't oh. lived in hundreds of years, like. There's someone trying to haunt us. Look, Shannon. Force ghost hand on Shannon. Han showed up. Han showed up. You know what? The rise of Skywalker is something I have uh, blocked from my memory. Was that Han or was that a projection Ooh, from Ben? Good though? question. Good question. Because he wasn't. he wasn't blue and translucent. No, he wasn't. It was just Harrison Ford sitting there was that his
1: mind was that uh adam driver's mom, ben solo's mind or what was that
2: i mean that's again like having only seen the movie twice <laughs> I, I don't remember um but my my thought is that that is a projection of uh, from from ben okay justice is about to kill her ben's dad shows up in his mind to be like don't don't
1: <laughs> it was supposed to be Leia, from what I understand, and they changed it to Han because of the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher. It would have worked much more better if it had been Leia, but unfortunately, we couldn't do it that way. Yeah, it's possible because I mean, we saw Leia de-aged for Rogue One, but that wasn't great. Well, that was was that the AI or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that the thing if. Carrie Fisher had not just passed away, like right around when rogue one came out. I don't know if it would have been as warmly as warmly received.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and again, I might be remembering this incorrectly. That was in 2016. So this is yeah. seven years ago. Now I do remember when she popped up. Cause I mean, I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. It was sort of like, Oh, ah, <laughs> um, right. because having looked at Tarkin, the whole time, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. even though it was like it was amazing what they could do with him, it's like, yeah, that's still, that's not, that's not cast it. Cast another actor. Cast yeah. another actor.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rise of Skywalker is like the Rocky Five of Star Wars movies, right? It's like, it's the what's the Indiana Jones one? Crystal uh, what, Skull. King, Kingdom, Kingdom of the Crystal, crystal, crystal Skull. skull. Yeah, it's the crystal, crystal Skull, isn't it? Like every every franchise has one, it has to have one. Every franchise, right? I, mean, <laughs> I feel like like a lot of also, people
2: yeah go ahead yeah sorry my wife just texted me and so she's like if you want to mention it tonight is the first night of hanukkah so for all of our all of our jewish audience members for all you those who celebrate happy first night of
0: hanukkah
1: you know shaney we were getting around to it don't rush the show don't <laughs> rush the show shaney and speaking of star wars your um your uh, intrepid wife posted a fantastic a uh, picture of han solo holding a um uh, Menorah, yeah. saying Happy Han- Hanukkah if you get it, if you
0: get
1: it, which I thought was very, very funny. So, shout out to her. That's right uh, to all our Jewish friends. Maybe that's why Michael's not here. It's the first night of Hanukkah. He's he's in temple. He's celebrating. Yeah, the Temple of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <Hey-oh>. <laughs> happy Hanukkah! Anyway, yes, Happy Hanukkah to everybody who's enjoying it, and especially, of course. I know we're drinking a little bit, but still, um, real shit going on in the world. Obviously, it's a very tough time right now for uh, a lot of people of the Jewish faith and um, a a lot of Jewish people around the world, of course, uh, with what's going on in Israel. So we send our heartfelt uh, thoughts and prayers and condolences to everybody out there who is uh, navigating, dealing with this tough time, uh, especially with uh, everything that's going on there and some of the attacks. And of course, what we saw in Congress the other day, Jesus, let's not get too deep into it, but. Just saying that uh, this is an especial time to say Happy Hanukkah to all the Jewish people in your life, for sure. Um, uh, there you go. So that's what we have to say about all of that. Um, any more Star Wars news for you, uh, Shannon? Um, I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, this was a funny thing real quick with Natalie Port. At the end of that interview, or answering that question, Andy Cohen asked her when Prince Charles met her uh, for the prequel trilogy at an event, and Prince Charles asked her if she had been in the original trilogy. And she yeah. was like, I'm 18 years old. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, King Charles. Oh, King Charles.
2: There's a reason that they don't make the actual government decisions.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Because I loved her! There you go. That's uh, that's my Prince Charles from Season 5 of The Crown. If you guys aren't watching the new season, first four episodes were great the next episodes drop i think next week uh and shannon uh squid game season one the challenge wrapped up last night i still haven't watched the finale because the lady outlaw and i need to watch the finale together unfortunately so i have to wait for four more days she's out of town right now
2: but i can't wait to watch it we have not started that yet it's sort of like i've heard i've heard you and i've heard our friends Jonathan Gabay and and Vogel yes. talk about how how excellent the show is and it's the type of thing that my wife and I we sit down it's like well what do we have to watch yeah and it's it's like it, the, the the cursor will hover yeah. over it but we never we've yet to pull we've yet to pull the trigger but seeing as how we're I think we're caught up on slow horses season oh, yeah. three it just started yeah yeah and so it's like okay that might be that might be the thing yeah. that we watch next we'll see Asking. If I get if I get a text here in a moment saying that's not going to happen, that'll be.
1: Is she answer. watching? Is she watching? Are you listening?
2: Shout out. To uh, well, yeah, I, I'm assuming that's why she texted about the first night of Hanukkah. Oh, we weren't going fast enough. You know, there's yeah. a
1: rundown here, Shaney, For God's sakes. Yeah, she
2: she's she saw all the Christmas paraphernalia. And she felt <laughs> oh. the need. To oh, I'm in. sorry,
1: Shaney. Hold. <laughs> give me a second. I will put I will put a menorah up there. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> It's a very good point, Shaney. I apologize. <laughs> I was doing it spur of the moment, uh, and I'm a Christian boy, so I lean that way. So you're right, though. I should have put a menorah. I don't know. Is Kwanzaa around this time? I don't mean to sound ignorant, but I don't know if that's around this time. But I, I believe been. it's in December as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then we start going down the path, and I'm just going to put Happy Holidays
2: on there. How about that? That'll cover everything. Boxing Day. What do we got for Boxing oh, Day? What do we got for Boxing Day? <laughs> for our British people. I don't want to offend anybody. In Britain, and the Canadians. The yeah, they right. celebrate oh, Boxing Day, Do they celebrate Day Boxing Day, Day? The They Canadians? do, I think, yeah. Boxing
1: Day, eh? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let's sit a super chat from Shay Luna Midnight. Shannon, what current franchise do you have hope for? Us?
2: I mean, D.C.? yeah dc that's okay. i mean I, I'm, I i think that's probably the big one right now i mean i know next year i don't know when it is mm-hmm. but we're supposed to be getting creature commandos yes on right. max right, 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 and right. they've made a really big deal about saying the people who voice their characters and creature commandos are the ones that yes if it you know if, if they you know make the leap to live action it'll be those it'll be those same actors right, right. so and, and all the announcements. I mean, again, maybe maybe I have rose-colored glasses on right now in terms of the announcements for Superman Legacy. But everything that they've announced for me thus far, I'm like, this is this is great. I mean, I, I'm really encouraged by the supporting cast. I mean, I love the fact that. Nathan Fillion is getting to play a Green Lantern, even sure. if he's not getting to be Hal. Right, right. He's getting to be a Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern. Eddie Cibic, I think, is such a fantastic actor. He's mm. great and for all mankind. Um, he's a guy that you know has been on the periphery for years, and it's like yeah. maybe playing Mister Terrific is going to be the thing that really propels him forward. And That's Anthony Carrigan, if you're a fan of Barry, watching him as Metamorpho. I mean, I think he's going to give a uh, he's going to give a very particular uh, flavor to Rex Mason.
1: I would love to see NoHo Hank as Rex Mason
2: as Metamorpho.
1: That interactions, be <laughs> <been laughs> funny reactions. Um, all right, uh, Let's take a break. We're at forty-two minutes now. Uh, we should take a break. Um, send in your streamlabs super chats, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to bang the drum here, we're live. We're almost two hundred people of you joining us live. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell button. If you're watching later, leave a comment as well as hitting the like button, uh, and um, and uh, hit that super thanks and send in some support if you like. Or and if right now, please send in your Streamlabs super chats as we go along. We're going to take a quick break and we'll get in some superhero news uh, right after this.
0: Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. Do, 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 do.
1: I need to put like I need to put graphic up while you're doing like I need to put some moving graphic up while you're doing the sounds.
2: I I think you should do that just because I think it'll irritate Vogel. Oh, of so, course. Oh, yes, hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Do you find that he doesn't like your singing during the breaks? Does he have an issue with the humming? During a lot of people seem to love it. I don't
2: know. I that. think I think he likes to be a contrarian. when, oh, yeah. when he sees people enjoying oh, something, there's nothing he loves more. actually
1: here i come oh here i come oh exactly he's nothing but a contrary yes go ahead yes what are you gonna say sorry (laughs) um yeah the lady outlaw has called me twice now i asked her if she wanted to come on the show by phone and she's like nah i'm good i'm good so there you go both we both have camera shy ladies in our lives
2: man um Oh, Shaney will 100% charge in. <laughs> He's <laughs> that guy. I well, better put the menorah up there then. All right, hold on.
1: All right, let's move on to some superhero news here. And uh, let's move on to some uh, Feige and RDJ news. Uh, as part of Vanity Fair's cover story about Robert Downey Jr. that's out now that you all can read. It's online, I think, as well. Um, Feige, Kevin Feige, who's, of course, the executive producer over there at Marvel, spoke about the process of starting the MCU with Iron Man and getting Robert Downey Jr. on board. And then he stated that contrary to a recent report, which of course was in Variety that we covered here on the show, Shannon, he said that Tony Stark, Tony Stark will not be brought back to life. Uh, quote, we are going to keep that momentum and not touch that moment. Like, oh, sorry. We're going to keep that moment and not touch that moment. Again, we all worked very hard for many years to get to that, and we would never want to magically undo it in any way so strong statement there for kevin feige shannon essentially saying that he doesn't think uh tony stark is coming back into the mcu the rdj version but what is this is this the right choice of words carefully selected or is this his honest saying that we are not going to be bringing back the old avengers into the mcu we may have kicked around that idea but it's not going to happen
2: I think I think anything is possible right now. I okay. think if he were to if he were to even float the possibility out yeah. of RDJ coming back in some capacity um from a from a different universe, I feel like people would take that ball and run. And I think the thing <laughs> that that Feige wants to focus on more than anything is yeah. the new characters cuz yeah, the new right. characters are the ones that are are going to take that that are going to continue the MCU until we get the fantastic four until we get the mutants um as fans again i think conceptually we like that idea of how much you know robert downey jr's tony stark was such a part of our movie going lives yeah for you know more than for, for more than 10 years um the idea of getting him back it's like oh they got to bring him back but at the same time think about the first time you saw endgame yeah. and tony stark slowly saying goodbye to pepper saying yeah. goodbye to Pete, saying goodbye to peter saying goodbye to roadie even though it wasn't roadie um you know think about that think about that moment <sighs> I can't and accept. I, can accept that. Go ahead, I, I think that's i think that's uh, another issue that people seem to be having with the multiverse is mm-hmm. the lack of stakes oh yeah and that you yeah. can see well this person's dead over here but they're actually they're actually alive over here yeah i think I think to keep that moment pure, I think that's actually the right decision. Um, even if you were to just bring him back for like a moment again, I, fe- I feel like it sullies. I feel like it sullies that sacrifice. Yeah. If you want someone else to pop up as a Tony Stark, how like when everyone, we all were convinced that Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise? was going to be superior Iron Man <laughs> in Multiverse of Madness. Um, that I'm not, that I'm not sure about. I mean, knowing that more than likely Krasinski is not, are are Reed Richards um now looking at it I think people kind of get a little like meh you know that was just such a that was just such fan service and and everything um but I do think Feige I I don't think Feige will ever tell the 100% truth (laughs) in an interview because as a producer or something like that you can't right you don't you don't want to give any you don't want to give any sort of indicate you don't want to tip your hand at all
1: and you never know how things can change like you can Say yes at the time we had no plans and we had nixed the idea, but certain things happened and now it's a possibility for us and we're going to do it. Um, because people get mad if you change your mind in the world of entertainment. Well, not I gotta say this, some people get mad if you change your mind in the world of entertainment, they'd be like, Oh, see, you knew all along and blah blah blah, and you were jerking us around, and which I think happened with uh, Juan keen Joaquin Phoenix's Joker situation, I think for sure. But, you know, I I agree with you. He's got to keep everything close to his vest. But I do think he selected the words carefully. We are going to keep that moment and not touch that moment again. We worked for years to that moment. It doesn't mean that he can't still show up as Tony Stark from another universe with like a beard or a different personality. Or maybe he's the alcoholic Tony Stark. I mean, there's all kinds of different possibilities if you were to bring RDJ back. But, yeah, there's a possibility that he would play, that other actors could come into play different versions of tony stark which i think would be kind of fun to see an alternate universes version of tony stark and see how that would work but yeah the thing is i i'm gonna oh man i've had a little bit well i'm gonna say my piece on this and normally i'm very careful you all know i'm very careful well most of the time i'm very careful about how i phrase things and say things because i want to be respectful but i also want to sit in my truth And I think we're in a really interesting place, Shannon, with the Marvel Universe because the new characters aren't clicking. Like, within the bubble, we love them, but they're not connecting in the ways that the original characters did. Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Chris Evans as Captain America, obviously, Uh, Thor, even though he's still around, Hulk's still around. But it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. Uh, and you're i don't sense that people are going yeah give me young avengers give me this or that i think there's a real feeling nowadays with marvel that like yeah i don't know if they're gonna get it right i don't know if i'm gonna like it and i don't know if the general public necessarily is going to gravitate and watch this like three years ago young avengers we were excited about the possibility right all right great we're gonna get The, you know, we're going to essentially soft reboot the MCU with this whole new team. Yeah, the previous team won three Super Bowls, but we we've picked up all these new young players and they look pretty awesome. And I can't wait to put them in the mix. And then your first season, you go eight and eight. And you're like, what happened here? And now, right now, they feel like they're in a losing season at six and ten. You're like, wait, there's so much talent here. What's going on? Well, individually, you're like every one of these players is performing really well individually, but when it comes to the overall group thing, they don't seem to be working as strongly. Even though, like Emma Villani is great, as Ms. Marvel, Kate Bishop, I think Haley Stanfield is great, Yelena Belova is great, but there's this feeling like that people aren't necessarily all that excited about Young Avengers and. I wonder if they keep pursuing this and they keep taking L's at the box office, what the decision is going to be at that point. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Am I crazy I mean, to feel this way? I guess. Am I, uh, do I have unfounded fears on all? No, of okay. No, all right. no, I, I, no, I don't think you have unfounded fears at all. I mean, I think when you look at the characters who have been introduced in phase four and phase five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yelena Belova was a supporting player in black widow. Mm-hmm. She is a supporting player in Hawkeye. Elena yeah. Belova hasn't had her movie yet. That's going to be Thunderbolts. Good point. Right. Um, the only character that I feel like they have introduced in their own thing that has been a hit was Shang-Chi.
1: And yes. they Shang- haven't.
2: And by a hit, Shannon means
1: successful at the box office, successful numbers wise, right? You yeah. may like Iman Ms. as Ms. Marvel, but that series was the lowest rated series on Disney+. Plus. And as I said last week, the Marvels was a complete and utter flop. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think they, I, I'm wondering if there is a lesson to be learned about introducing a character on a yeah. Disney Plus series um, that maybe that that does not get the the, the deepest, uh, 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 th- that doesn't get the, the widest audience yeah. the way that a film would. Is that to say that, Miss Marvel would have been a huge hit as a movie? No, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. I mean, you look at that first season of of, of television that they did, and yeah. there are definitely things that they need that they need work on. I mean, sure, sure. Th- their their bad guy was 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 pretty pretty unimpressive. Yes. Um, the thing that we came out of really enjoying was Kamala Khan, her friends, and her family. Yeah. Um, could it have been a, a good movie? Yeah. But, like, the Eternals, I mean, yeah, the Eternals didn't click. I mean, you yeah. saw that yeah. they have tried to sprinkle mentions, uh, mainly yeah. of Kingo, yeah. th- throughout the rest of the MCU. And it's just, it's not, it it just didn't resonate yeah. with people. I mean, I think you, you disliked it more than I did. The, um, the Eternals. Eternals. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I thought it was okay. You you were not a fan. I was like, ah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think it, Michael it doesn't like it either, it was just- Oh no, Vogel likes it. Vogel does like it. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a supporter. I mean, I think the cinematography, I think it's a beautiful movie. I think it's 100%. really, really well made. But yes. I think when you look at the amount of characters that they were introducing, it's like yeah. there are there are ones that I think individuals sort of gravitate to. Like yeah, yeah. I loved I loved Makari. I was like, Makari's awesome. Yeah. Can Makari, you know, can she carry a movie? That I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I I feel like Eternals was sort of like their Guardians exper- uh, experiment how like right. a lot of folks didn't know Guardians of the Galaxy. Um it ended up being a huge hit. Eternals n- not as much. It did not it did not connect with people the way the Guardians did.
1: It was too self-important in my opinion. That's why I don't think it worked. It was too self-important and I just <sighs> I'm just in a weird place. I really am to be honest with you because I wanted diversity in the Marvel universe. those of you who have been with me since I got into this business in 2016, 2015, you know I banged the drum loudly, sometimes to my uh, negative benefits, uh, the the need for representation and the need for diversity. We have that now, but ironically, we're having some of the worst stories being told around these fantastic characters of color. And actors of color, and it's so frustrating because this is the thing people are using who are of the more warped mindset to push back and destroy diversity and say we need to go back to white characters. And they're not explicitly saying that, but you'd be have to be an idiot to not read in between the lines of what they're saying. Better stories are great. Everybody wants better stories, but we shouldn't delude ourselves that here,
2: huh? I think Roka has just frozen.
1: Oh no, and not again!
2: We get the. Uh, Am I frozen? You you froze for about five okay. seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Or and maybe that was maybe it only froze for me. We'll find out in the chat. <laughs> wait, wait, shout out to Jamie. Uh,
1: it insists upon itself, Shannon. It insists
2: upon itself. <laughs>
1: i love that quote anyway i'm just saying it's just frustrating for me to see it happening and and, and i want to celebrate all these characters of colors and st- color and stories of color but the stories aren't really as strong like even moon nights moon Knight was kind of um an exercise in futility and i fucking love moonlight moon Knight. don't make me pull out all my fucking moon Knight books i love moon Knight, and i was looking forward to that series and that series kind of kind of meh it it the last three episodes were a bit of a meh and there was all kinds of things you could have told with that sh- uh series and you didn't so yeah i i don't know what the answer is and i don't know if there's a way out of this because i don't know if the people who are going to be in charge going forward in these movies are going to necessarily do them justice and i wonder what the end result is going to be of all of this you know because i feel like feige is just trying to get through. Let's just get through phase five and phase six and see where we're at, right? I mean, it feels like, you know, let's just let's just get through Christmas and then we'll revisit the marriage. Let's just get through the holidays and then we'll see what we do, you know, about this situation. That's what it feels like to me. And that's my honest truth. And in no way am I trying to be critical. I'm just telling you how I feel, right? That's just how I feel.
2: So. yeah i mean i i would say for the longest time i wouldn't have agreed with you that like no, no. like they they want to they, they want to finish this story that they're telling because yeah, this yeah. story is going to be a natural step to the next story yeah. they want to tell but knowing that potentially you know we've heard whispers that wonder man might be um yes that Wonder man might be done even though they claimed that's what uh, a daniel
1: Cretton was going to work on yeah
2: yeah. Well, and then also they had said Wonder Man. I thought I thought I thought they had said Wonder Man was going to be released under the Marvel Spotlight banner. Yes, like Echo's I- going to be. So it's not as, you know, it's not it, it's it's you don't have to do all the homework yeah. to go and enjoy Yahya Abdul-Mateen in this role. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm Do you remember when they announced all the stuff? Like they didn't announce phases four, five, and six. They announced a bunch of movies. Do you mean at Comic
1: Con or do you mean at that event there? No, it was
2: a you know well it was at Comic Con and D twenty three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they announced they announced um, the first wave of Disney Plus series and a bunch of movies, and then they announced the rest of the Disney Plus series that they were doing at D twenty three. But basically, they did not. They didn't announce phases. They just announced a bunch of projects. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. No, 100%. Yes. And yes.
2: it was Comic-Con 2022 that yes. they had that incredible Marvel panel where they finished with Wakanda Forever. And that's when they said Wakanda Forever is the conclusion of Phase 4. Right. And this starts Phase 5. And it's kind of like, okay, like... Yeah. Like, if there's an individual's movie that you want to close out a phase with, I mean, Black Panther is certainly a a strong contender but yeah. in the past we've sort of been conditioned to the end of a, the end of a phase we get yeah. an avengers movie we get we get a big team up movie and i think that's kind of what we were missing is yeah. we wanted to see that moment where steve rogers shakes bruce banner's hand on on the helicarrier in avengers one yeah. like we want to see that we want to see sam wilson welcome shang chi to the avengers yeah and you know, sometimes when, when you're telling these big stories, you don't, you don't naturally, you you don't naturally get those things and they could potentially feel tacked on. And that's not what you want. Like you want that moment to happen organically, but they just did so much stuff that bringing everyone together at the end of a phase seemed like maybe, maybe we're not going to get there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, I've, I think I said this last week, or a couple weeks ago. But I'm a big fan of energy, and to me, energy is important. Yeah, there you go. And I've I've Honestly. always felt like energy is is that, that better be your second glass because you are nursing the it shit is. out of
2: it. Okay, it, it is. Don't yeah. lie to me
1: because uh, I'm about to get my second glass myself. But like, <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of energy. If you have negative energy around things, negative stuff happens, and it feels like the energy around Marvel over the last few movies and TV shows has been negative and it's spread out from past the camera into off camera stuff. Like I've been keeping up on the Jonathan majors trial today. They played the police camera footage and the accuser ran out of the courtroom crying, seeing all the stuff that she was on camera, the body cam footage of the police when they found her and everything like that. It is hard to see that. And Jonathan Majors has a Bible next to him. And I don't know how authentic or or showy that is. I don't know. That's I'm not saying one or the other. I'm just saying I have questions about it. Um, and then you have the accusations against Dennis Huerta as well that came up in that situation. That he's dealing with an accusation as well. And so it's just like that's the kind of negative energy that seems to be surrounding Marvel right now. And it's super frustrating because I also think they've done an incredible job of finding the right people to play these characters. And even the Captain America movie is getting reshoots, the, the one led by Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackey, because apparently it's not that good. And they think three of these sequences they have to fix. So, again, I don't know if someone built their house on Native American burial ground or if someone did something wrong in there. But it's like something is happening now where all this negative energy seems to be around Marvel and stuff isn't quite hitting at the levels that it did before. And, and But they just seem to keep soldiering on, hoping that somehow they'll get a string of hits that'll turn the narrative around. But I don't know that that's necessarily coming, you know?
2: Well, I mean, all they that's the thing is, when, when you have a brand as established as Marvel, Mm-hmm. As established as Pixar, as established as Lucasfilm. Yeah, okay. Um God, you only need one. Yeah, <laughs> you I only guess. need one good thing. And and in this case, I think I think they I think they've learned their lesson that like a really great Disney Plus show yeah. isn't necessarily going to get everyone back on board. Yeah, translate I think to, you, Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if you have a really good like if maybe not Deadpool 3, because that's kind of be its own yeah that's that's a borrowed that's that's its own monster um but like captain america thunderbolts one of these movies come out and just absolutely kills it yeah people are people are gonna be back on board people will get excited again like i do i I don't think the 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 mcu is is a lost cause i think i and you know reading that in brain of the mcu book um you know, you, yeah, the, 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 they tried to do too much. It was literally the thing that we talked about after that comic con. It's just like, is it too, is it too, like we are so excited for all this yeah. stuff. Is it too much? Because when yeah. you look back at what they did in phases one, two, and three, did they have some incredibly talented people working with them? Yeah. yeah. Did they have their fair share of um, uh, uh, plays that went their way? yeah yes yeah. <laughs> like they were able they were able to um make the most out of some decisions that have been made being like oh we can do this we can do this we can do this yeah um when you add more players in more ingredients into that soup yeah it's harder to get those lucky breaks does that make sense yes yeah
1: you got to put chicken in that soup you can't just put carrots and green onions. You got to put chicken in that soup. You got to put some flavoring in that soup. Something hearty. Yes, something hearty. Something that you can enjoy so that when you're done eating the soup, you don't feel as if you're still hungry. You feel satisfied that even a bowl of soup can satisfy you. That's that's the thing you need to feel. I, I don't. I don't, you know, again, I don't want to be saying too much. It's just that and, and look, I don't, want, I don't want to be misunderstood because I think Haunted Autumn... Is it Haunted Autumn who said this? No, who said this? Uh, you know, not Rick Samoris, who I like very much. He said, true, Roca, but there are haters hating for little to no reason. No, I agree. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. I, I, and I'm not defending those people, nor am I in league with those people. These are my authentic analytical point of views on this. My own, all right? I'm not influenced by anybody else. This is me just looking at it. And I've banged the drum for Marvel defending them for quite some time some of you may hate me for this but i don't mind quantum mania i don't mind love and thunder but i understand that there are people who hate quantum mania and hate love and thunder so i've got to factor that into my overall analysis i may not like it but i am not the barometer it is the overall public and how they feel about something that you have to factor in as the overall consensus point of view on something and that's where I come from in an objective, trying to be objective analysis here. Because I know I've misspoken in the past, you know, with that and or tweet where I said I wanted more people of color to be involved in these shows to break down Star Wars. And and I misworded that and people felt, I was saying like, oh, no white people should talk about Star Wars. It's not what I was saying. I misworded it. I'm only trying to say that I always come from the place of how can we be better? And I may not always word it the best, but that's always the place I'm coming from. And so for this situation, like, how can Marvel be better? And how can Marvel fix things? How can Marvel be back to where it's, people are in love with it again? Not because I'm invested in Marvel being successful and I want this big corporation to make a lot of money. No, it's I want to go to a movie theater and have fun again. I want to go and with my friends on a Friday night or at a screening and walk out of a Marvel movie and be excited. That's it. I don't go like other people say like, oh, you're, you, you're cheering for a corporation. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as, can I go to a movie theater and have some fun and enjoy myself? And guess what? Every one of these movies, almost every one of these movies, not only Marvel, I mean movies in general, are supported by a big movie company, okay? So you're giving your money to a corporation almost no matter what movie you go see. So to me, that's the way I look at it. And so I want Marvel and I want DC. You know, most of my criticisms of DC were born from like this can be better because we want to enjoy it. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: am I crazy? I don't know. I'm just no,
2: no, not at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the communal experience of mm-hmm. going to a movie is yeah, some of the most, in my opinion, some of the most pure joy that can be experienced. Like, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Like, you know, hearing people laugh where you laugh hearing people gasp where you gasp yes um you know infinity war that snap The for the folks that only tangentially knew the comics and knew the characters and the folks that had read you know that that, that had been on the on the ride a little bit longer the moment where bucky says Steve and you see him start to turn to dust. Yeah. I mean, oh. knowing what was about to transpire. Oh. I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, yeah. uh I remember watching Return of the King in Ooh. theaters in 2003. And I mean, I don't I, I'm not I'm not a big Tolkien guy, so I don't remember I don't remember all the names, but yeah. when Aragorn shows up with the 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 cursed army, the the ghosts. Yeah, and hearing hearing the crowd just react as these you know translucent green soldiers show up when yeah. Legolas climbs yeah. up the Oliphant and does you know does his amazing Legolas move. He got one a movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> getting get having those experiences in theaters is such. It's it's so um it it's yeah. so amazing and because marvel has given us so many of those yeah yeah and we're not necessarily we haven't gotten one in a while um that's what you want like you want yeah. you want the storytelling to get back to what it was yeah and,
1: I, and and i'm gonna veer into a little bit of a minefield because i think shannon is 100 right and i agree with shannon and, and i think we're saying the same thing to to, to a degree and but I also don't think it's healthy for people who are on the internet and on social media to post pictures of the Marvels and be like, you owe them an apology. These people are owed an like, I get that there are the neckbeards and the hateful people who are possibly racist or have a misogynistic point of view. I'm not talking about those people. Those people are actually the minority people don't want to believe that but they're a loud but small amount of people they're just really loud okay um but most people want to go be entertained and if they Mm -hmm. if they see reviews that aren't good they're not going to spend their money on the movie because they don't think it's objectively good judging by the reviewers that they trust and these reviewers give their honest opinion. But there's been this narrative lately over the last uh, few months that has built up with this whole idea of like, everyone's against Marvel. Marvel is still great. You guys aren't seeing it correctly. And it's like, no, that's not what's going on here. Many, many people of intelligence, intelligence are looking at this thing and are wondering what needs to happen in order to fix it. Because again, they're coming from the place of, I want to enjoy this again. I want to be happy and talk about this again. I want to go to the movie and enjoy with my friends or family again or by myself again, seven times or something. This is the place people are coming from. Now, I'm not denigrating the people who like the marbles or who like this other stuff that's out there that maybe is universal. I mean, for those of you who are Mania fans, I'm in your boat. But you have to be honest and not try to denigrate large swaths of people who actually feel like the movie or the, the, the subject matter that didn't interest them and try to just paint them with a broad brush. You know, I just think it's, it's not healthy. It's not helpful. And it just creates division in the end, you know? And again, I'm not saying there aren't people that are like that. Of course there are many YouTube channels are built on spewing hate. We know those channels. We know who runs those channels and without it, they wouldn't have a channel or any money coming in. So they must, fabricate this hate or take advantage of it or twist the narrative a little bit. And look, it's America. That's their fucking right. If they want to do it and make their money, you know, I'm not going to say they should be taken out of existence. It's a freedom of speech. But like, for me, you got to look at it from an analytical point of view. And it just feels like we got to come together, this understanding of what's going on and hope for something better, cheer for something better, suggest something better. And hopefully, and I think Feige and, I think they're listening. I think the pulling back is a way of listening. I think trying to figure out who they want to put um, to be in charge of these movies is them listening, and they're trying to adjust on the fly. And maybe, just maybe, phases five and six will end in a positive way so that people forget this stuff. You know, like I was saying, the football analogy, if you start out the season one and four, people don't remember it if you win the Super Bowl or right. get to the conference championship. They're just happy that you became a winner again. Right. Even though it started out rough. And that's where we're at right now. So.
2: Yeah. 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 We're in the middle of season is what I'm saying. Like all runs in the comics, things things go off the rails. Great
1: points. Great.
2: Point. <laughs> I mean, certainly right. live
1: through that shit.
2: <laughs> i i you know i'm going through uh my marvel unlimited subscription i've just been grabbing oh, different titles and going nice. back and reading and it's funny because you know you'll have it when a title is introduced and you'll have this yeah. great story then you'll have the next the next arc where it's like ah that's pretty good you have the next arc it's like eh, that one i didn't really get on with yeah. they might change artists it starts to look a little different um but eventually they either just you know Cancel it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and you'll get to see some of those characters in their own books or in different books, right. Um, but eventually, you know, it, it has a way of correcting itself. Yeah. yeah. and I think that's probably one of the for Marvel at least, that was one of the positives of the strike is that mm-hmm. moment where you can take 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 a moment and be like, okay, what's working and what's what's isn't? Yeah. What isn't? Yeah, 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 And it sure seems like whatever they were doing with Daredevil, that was not where feige felt it should be going right yeah
1: yeah whereas i think in the past feige might might have let it go but now that too many L's have been taken here they're like no no we can't afford to take another one we've got to do our best so that we can look ourselves in the mirror and
2: say we tried our best to make this a good movie or series yeah and there's also sometimes he he can't I mean, sometimes, you know, the rejiggering that has to happen as a result of this one thing not turning out exactly the way they wanted, it's like, okay, we don't want to break, we don't want to break the car apart because of the muffler. Right. But the muffler, right. Exactly. Let's just, let's just get the bad one out. Hopefully, hopefully they'll forgive us, but we've got something great coming down the pipe for them.
1: Yeah. And to me, it doesn't matter what the scores are audience wise. Not that I don't think those uh, people audience scores aren't valid. They are. But if the but the box office is where it matters, right? Because that means you're going to keep making these kinds of movies. If the box office isn't doing well for these movies, they've got to readjust and reevaluate, regardless of what the audience score or cinema score is.
2: You know, and so that's that's those with a franchise like this.
1: Yes, yes, hundred percent. Yes, yes. Because I don't think they give a shit about critics, other than like promotion. Uh, and I don't think, and I think they care about the fans, but they also, but they would like ultimately for critics and fans to both like the movie. Cause that does most of the time mean that the film is going to be successful. So, right. All right. Well, let's take a uh, quick break here. We're at, we have 225 of you hanging out with us right now live. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it, Matt. Please make sure you hit a like on this video, share it on your social media, um, if you're watching later, hit a like on this video as well. Subscribe to the channel and leave a comment down below. And if you want to send some support, hit that super thanks button down below and send in a certain amount uh, to support what we got going on here on the Geek Buddies and the Outlaw Nation channel. For now, the Outlaw Nation channel. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, right after this.
2: bam, 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 bam. Bum bum, bum 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 well that's what you think but we
1: still have oh dear Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool three to talk about
2: oh shit all right yeah we spent <laughs> all this
1: time on Marvel that we there's more to talk about here real quick superhero wise real quick uh Shannon. All right, so for people who don't want anything ruined for Deadpool 3, I'm gonna warn you now, turn away for like 30 seconds. But some pictures leaked from the Deadpool 3 set, Shannon. I got to get your thoughts on this. Uh, It looks like we've got uh, Toad there at the bottom, Tyler Mane's Sabretooth, and then Sabretooth's head in Deadpool's hands there. So what's your thoughts on this? By the way, Ryan Reynolds making fun of these leaks by putting Urkel in the leaks, Mickey Mouse in the leaks, very funny stuff. What
2: what do you think? Um yeah, the the severed head? Yeah. I don't know if that's a severed head or if that's a mask a stuntman's right. right. going to wear. Um uh yeah, I I think every everyone in the Deadpool movie that is not Hugh Jack well no everyone in the Deadpool movie who's not Ryan Reynolds is yeah. potentially Canon fodder <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
2: exactly. exactly so if this whole movie is about disassembling the Fox Marvel Universe um it clearly everyone is on the table we've yeah. heard that Patrick Stewart showing back up we've heard that Jennifer yes. Garner showing back up as Elektra. Yeah. it's only fitting that we get to see we get to see some of the first villains which would be Tyler maine Sabretooth and Ray Park's toad
1: yeah I don't know if Ray Park is playing Toad but toad might be in there <laughs> because of the situation with Ray Park and all that happened with that uh, Instagram. Right, 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 right. But less said about that the better. Uh one more thing with with superhero stuff, Blade, um in an interview with uh, EW about the uh Netflix films coming out with him and Julia Roberts, Leave the World Behind, he was uh, asked about uh, whether he could give an update on Blade and he said, "We're working on it. That's the best I could tell you. I'm really encouraged with the direction of the project." I think we'll be back at it relatively soon. I'm sincerely encouraged in terms of where things are at and who's on board and who's leading the way as far as the writing of the script and the directing and all that. So that's the extent uh, of what I can tell you. And uh, um, Jan DeMange, is uh, who is now directing, uh, and all the film has been delayed till November of 2025 for now um, with Michael Green writing the, uh, writing the uh, script. So yeah, what are your thoughts on his comments there?
2: I mean, what what else is he gonna say? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, that's that voice. that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Like we've read we've read stories that yes. Um, yes. Mahershala Ali has expressed some frustration over mm-hmm. the sort of start and stopness, the red light green lightness of yeah. what Blade has become. And I I certainly get that because you know he's not he's not getting any younger. No. Um, but someone posted online the other day the ending of Eternals where um Kit Harrington, yeah. Dane Whitman, um opens the sword and as he goes to grab it, you hear you hear Mahershala Ali yeah. say, you know speak. And that little bit, even though I think we've heard that Kit Harrington is no was was initially gonna be in the movie, but now he's not. Yeah um that that moment got me again so excited for mm-hmm. the potential of seeing this incredible, incredible actor yeah. in that role. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I think <laughs> they're not making a bad movie. Yeah. Like it looked like a a couple of those paths could have led to a movie that not everyone was happy with. So the fact that they are taking their time, yeah. Um, it's frustrating because as an audience, we want to see we want to see Mahershala Ali chop the heads off some vampires. Yeah. Um, but but um I like that they're taking their time. I I'd rather I'd rather it be right than be rushed.
0: Yeah.
1: If loving you is right, I don't want to be wrong. That's what I'm saying.
2: Okay. Oh my
0: God. Uh,
1: that's well that said part of,
2: that part of the evening, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's my second one. What do you want from me?
1: For God's sakes. Oh, oh my God.
2: Oh, oh, I remember you two
1: drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens in the last hour of the show. All right, uh Aisha Kenya, what's up Aisha? Thanks so much Aisha. I love you Aisha. Thanks for always coming on the shows. You're the best. Happy holidays Geek Buddies. Yay! Rating 23 2023 content only. Who wins the year right now? Marvel DC Invincible or The Boys and what is your ranking? Ooh, good question.
2: Who wins? The uh year? right now, I think it is Gen V Invincible Marvel DC. Um yeah. I thought Gen V was really really great. Yeah. And the way that it is it's a spin-off technically of The Boys, it's really just yeah. another story in that universe and yeah, yeah. if you've if you've watched the show, you know how you know how closely attached it is to the main to the main to the main series. Yeah, yeah. Um granted Invincible we're only halfway through. Yes. Um but what we've gotten thus far fantastic and you know this this isn't DC's year. I mean yeah. <laughs> this is DC this is the 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 this is no comment on the quality of the movies but this is sort of the death rattle um yeah. uh, of of that of that franchise of this version of that franchise. Yeah, yeah.
1: You left out Star Wars. Star Wars still happened this year. So I would put I'm saying Aisha left out Star Wars. So I would put I would put Prime Video top which is Gen V, The Boys, and Invincible. Then I would put Marvel, then DC. Maybe Star Wars in between Marvel and DC, if we're going to do it that way, uh, is how it would look at the year for sure, 100%. Owen Hampton says, spot on, Roka. Oh, thank you about the Marvel thoughts. Appreciate that, Owen. Fred says, correct, Roka. I didn't feel the OG Marvel characters mattered until we got to the first Avengers. We haven't hit that moment yet with the multiverse yet. That's for sure. Shannon, do you feel the same way? We haven't quite gotten there yet.
2: Yeah, because we feel like the the heroes, by and large, haven't had a conversation about what the multiverse is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point.
2: Shay Luna Midnight says, John, what two
1: current Marvel projects uh, would you use to correct the MCU now? Well, I mean, they're sitting right there, aren't they? I don't mean to be lame and just choose X-Men and Fantastic Four, but I imagine those are the two current Marvel projects that would correct the MCU. I mean, if you got those two right in the rollout, people would lose their minds and i'm telling you right now we're going to talk about it here in a second we're going to get into godzilla i um binged monarch legacy of monsters today i watched all four episodes of course the fifth one coming out tomorrow or tonight um and i if if that's what matt shackman can do with fraction uh i'm looking forward to fantastic four even more so if that's who is rolling out fantastic four i'm excited yeah. So, what can we do if X Men rolls out just as strongly? Then I think those are the two properties that could turn things around at this point. Do I have 100% faith that it's going to, uh, you know, uh, come off considering what's gone on the last few months? No, but I think those are the two properties because I don't think Thunderbolts is going to do it. I think Thunderbolts might crash and burn. Um, but I think those two are the ones you got to get right. What do you do? You have any thoughts on this, Jan?
2: I'm going to go polar opposite. I'm going to say the Thunderbolts is the thing that, that gets people back. <laughs> um, because when you look at not just the cast, but the cast of characters that yeah. we're getting Yelena Belova in the lead, we're getting Sebastian fan favorite, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. True. We're getting David Harbour's Red Guardian back. We're getting Stephen <laughs> Stephen Hune as the Century. Um, and hopefully, this is where the faith that they put in Julia Louis Dreyfus as yeah. the Contessa, this is where it pays off. Hopefully, it might not. It might not. You know, I'm not liking the Contessa, so I don't know if it's going to. Be- I know you're not. No, I know, no. and, and you know what? And I, and I, I like. I liked her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I know. It know. wasn't perfect, but I'm like, ah, I kind of like this. I liked what we kind of got in Black Widow. Was not a fan in Black Panther. I was well, like, I, you don't fit yeah, what are you doing? in this world. Yeah. yeah. You don't. Yeah. But there were so many things that poor Coogler had to stuff in. I know, movie. you're right. You're 100% right. I'm hoping that, the again, the faith that they had to make her pseudo Nick Fury 2.0. Um, I hope this is where we get to see it pay off. I agree. And we're going to get to the Godzilla stuff in just a couple of seconds. Just want to hit these uh,
1: stream labs real quick and super chats real quick. Qui-Gon Quig says, I think outstanding storylines and no idea when they would be revisited. And we essentially had Avengers movies at year four, seven, eight, ten, eleven 11 during the first three phases. I like the MCU, but I'm currently disconnected. Yeah, a lot of people are a lot. Yeah. I don't know how many people like didn't give a fuck about watching Secret Invasion, which probably because Marvel's was so tied to Secret Invasion. People are like, screw it, I don't need to go see it because I didn't see Secret Invasion. What do I care about it, right? And rightly or wrongly, I think that's where people are right now. Unless it's a big Marvel character, I don't think people are that jazzed to go and take the time to either watch it on Disney Plus or watch it in theaters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think, and again, I think we said it earlier, but perhaps introducing a character... On Disney Plus may not be the strongest yeah. approach. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to take a character who already exists and give them a series, a la WandaVision, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Yeah. Loki, yeah. that those shows turn out pretty well. And and I still stand by Falcon and Winter Soldier. That if not for COVID, that would have turned out better. Um, yeah. It's yeah. sort of it, it's it's imperfectly good, um, but yeah, looking at the response to Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and that. Just not enough people saw it. And sort of the for me at least, the meh of uh Moon Knight. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe Mark Spector's big screen, Mark Spector's debut should have been on the big screen.
1: Yeah, I agree. Maybe it should have been. Um, Keith Archer said, Thanks for all the great content. Well, of course, thank you for watching. We all we appreciate it here on the Geek Buddies that you all watch. And- thanks, Keith. Yeah, thank you, Keith. Uh Jonathan Haley saying i surprise surprised you showed those images, given Reynolds' statement on them. The Photoshop's were a brilliant way of undercutting the leaks. Jonathan, I don't have an actor dictate to me what I can put on my shows uh, and what I want to put on my shows. And I don't mean that in any kind of abrasive or arrogant or condescending way. It's, it's news, uh, and these are leaks, and I'm sorry if it hurts his feelings, but this is the business. Uh, and so what I do is if I, you know, like Jeff reveals certain casting choices on the hot mic, you could argue that those are leaks, right? So, but I don't mind doing that here on these because this is news and people watch for the news. I did give a warning. So, you know, that's my approach to it. But I hear what you're saying and I hear what Ryan is saying. But, you know, this is the game. And Ryan has no uh, problem poking fun and making jokes at other people's expenses. So he can take a little, a little ribbing on his own side. I am Two Fly camps. says, Good evening, fellas. Shannon, are you excited for the Ray Star Wars movie coming up? It's supposedly shooting this April. I am very afraid this could be the death nail for Star Wars being relevant, honestly. By the way, only Jedi can be Force ghosts. Roka, Padme can have a flashback. Look, you may be committed to this idea. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, they are playing fast and loose with the Star Wars rules. You know, so. Uh, Shannon, your thoughts on this? Are you excited about the Ray movie? Do you think it'll be a death note if I don't get it right?
2: Um, No, because we went through two generations of people that thought the prequels were the death nail. people thought <laughs> right. the sequel trilogy was the death nail. Yes. Um, no, I don't think if the, I don't think if the Ray movie does not, you know, knock it out of the park, that that's the end of that's the end of star Wars. Yeah. I don't think it helps. Right. Um, right, right, right I think right, where right. we are right now, even, even in the, uh, the tail in the wake of uh, rise of Skywalker, I think people get excited about seeing a star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. and um i think by and large most folks and again i could i could be wrong here because yeah, again, yeah. we've we've spoken many times that i am not uh, connected all over the internet um but i think by and large people really liked daisy ridley in that role Yeah, and to, i liked her. i loved her in that role yeah to see her get uh a, get a, get a swing at a good at a good star wars movie i mean i feel like the story potentially they could tell with ray yeah um and again this is my headcanon that she's sort of you know restarting the jedi order um it yeah. is the story that we never got to see with mark hamill on the big screen yeah yeah potentially again i'm i'm projecting a lot right now <laughs> that might not be what <laughs> it is at all um but no i th- i think i think there's a lot i think there's a lot of potential despite the fact that the director directed my least favorite episode of miss marvel
1: ooh yeah fair point a uh, haunt is our last stream lab for now says call me crazy but godzilla minus one is in my top 10 of the year the unbelievable emotional depth of the narrative what they were able to do on a 15 million dollar budget everything about this film reminded me why i fell in love with cinema in the first place well haunt let's put a pin in that because we're about to talk godzilla stuff um and trailer
2: stuff so shannon let's uh let's go into your section of the show let's do this we'll go with trailers 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 we'll Ew. we'll keep we'll keep them short because we know you <laughs> Y'all want to talk about Godzilla. They want to get but, to the Godzilla songs. Yeah. <laughs> but our uh, our first trailer is for a film that I saw the trailer when I went to go see Godzilla Minus mm. One called ISS, stands for yeah. the International Space Station. This is from uh, Gabriela Cowperthwaite, no relation to our friend Sarah Calperthwaite. <laughs> but this is essentially, we have uh, American astronauts and Russian cosmonauts aboard the International Space Station. Yes. And, and it looks like war breaks out on the planet Yeah, and what happens from there. Um, seeing as how we don't have Mikey to throw it to, I'll just, oh, I'll give my thoughts first please. here. Um, knowing, knowing nothing about this movie. And again, just watching it as a trailer for a film that I was very, excited to see yeah this one knocked my socks off yeah. um i have no idea if it's going to be good going to be good i am not familiar familiar with gabriella copperthwaite's work but the concept um jmb just said crimson tide in space that oh, i would yeah? say crimson tide in space meets a little bit of uh for all mankind season two okay um it is a really really interesting idea and they've got a killer cast and yeah. uh Ariana Debose, Chris Messina, um the the one Greyjoy from Game of Thrones whose name I am not remembering right now. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: uh, Pillow Albec.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Um it's just such an interesting, interesting story. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it's as good as it, as it looks. But Johnny, what do you think? What do you think of our first look at ISS? I thought this was great.
1: I really did. I, I was like, oh, this seems, is this going to be another kind of boring film in space or whatever? And then the, the concept is so simple, but it works from the trailer, right? The, I, I mean, the, it's a simple log line on the international space station russian astronauts and and american astronauts come together and put down their differences to really work together to uh, solve scientific issues nuclear war breaks out or war breaks out down below and all of a sudden this un, this peace is shattered by the what's going down on earth uh the, the peace is shattered in space because of what's going down on earth and how are these people going to survive? And so pretty simple concept. But then when you're watching the trailer, you're like, this is actually excellent. Uh, and so I was very impressed by it. I was very happy uh, to see Ariana DeBose get the lead of another film or another role uh, lead here. And uh, loving Pillow Osbeck, who I was a big fan of. And if you haven't watched um, this great series, I think it's a Dutch series on hbo called the investigation about the guy who took the reporter down into the sub and beheaded her it's a phenomenal series and he's really good and as the lawyer trying to get this guy put away um so really good actor so i like the combination uh and chris messina who is kind of on a run here with air and a number of other projects that he's been really good in that people are finally noticing him the based on true story one that he did with mm-hmm. uh yeah kaylee cuoco was supposed to be yeah. really good and so like he's on a run as well so to me this looks great and the tension and the twist in the trailer when it happens all the way to the end of the trailer it's awesome and yeah. uh, including the comments from people who've seen it already like holly reporter and other people deadline i think or the rap or variety including their analysis uh their quotes i thought was great so to me, it gets me excited to see the movie for sure, and I am also not too familiar with Gabriella Copperthwaite stuff, but this looked fantastic.
2: Well, we will be reaching out to our friend Sarah just to make sure that there's no relation there. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Please do. But ISS comes out uh, January 19th, and again, January kind of a kind of a slow month for movies. So yes. if we get a we get a banger in this in this uh, uh, indie, indie astronaut movie, like fantastic. Why not? Yeah. Uh, our next trailer is our full trailer. So second look at Masters of the Air. This yeah. is from the World War II duo <laughs> of uh, Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Yep. And I believe Gary Getzman. But this is um, uh, about the, the the fighter pilots. Yes. That, uh, that, 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 uh, kind of helped helped the Allies win the war in the Second World War. We yeah. get shots of the Tuskegee Airmen. I believe that's Shudigatwa, uh, our yes. new yeah. Doctor Who, popping up in the trailer. Yep. Um, there's something about a World War II property, and there have been some bad ones. Yeah. But there is something about a World War II property that does get me excited. It just okay. is always kind of, you know, fertile fertile ground for uh storytelling Uh, (laughs) jmb's comment of saving airman ryan bravo (laughs) (laughs) that's good you Um, you you are good this this second look i mean i was already i was already on board um after the first look and even though austin butler's using his elvis accent i'm like you know what flying a plane World War II, it fits. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of our first full trailer for Masters of the Air?
1: Yeah, this has been sitting on my uh, uh, Apple Screeners app for the last few weeks. I haven't quite dived dived into it yet. But yeah, watching this trailer uh, made me even more like, why haven't you dived into this already, man? So uh, I can't wait to watch it. Um, You're right. But from what I understand, though, it is um, the kid from Fantastic Beasts and um, Barry Keegan who are much more the leads in this uh, show than uh, Austin Butler. I think they're just using Austin Butler because he was just nominated for an Oscar and Elvis and all that. So they're using him as the person that they want to um, uh, highlight in the trailer to get people into the, uh, to see the series on Apple TV. But overall, this looks great and it looks moving, touching and uh, inspirational and exciting. And at a time when, People seem to be like forgetting that World War II was a thing. you know, it's great to see that there's still um, the TV shows and movies that are keeping it alive. And Zone of interest, which also dropped their first trailer this week, and I saw the movie already, which is of course, which is about a Nazi situation, which is a pretty unsettling movie. Um, although it's a terrible, although it's terrible uh, um, subject matter, I like that we're still being reminded that World War II still matters, it's still relevant, still an important event in our world, uh, and not that far away when you look at the overall consta- uh, the overall amount of years we've been on the planet. Uh, so to me, I thought this was great to see it this way. And it didn't feel cheesy and all like waving the flag type thing. It felt like very honest in its approach. And yeah, I agree with you. I loved that they show the Tuskegee airmen. And I hope they're not just one fucking scene in the show. I hope it's like really peppered throughout the show. um, And we have multiple storylines going on and they're one of them for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested about that as well, because depending on how they're telling the story, it's like, to my knowledge, Tuskegee, they, they did their, they had their own missions. Yes. Their Um, own missions. Yes. Yes. So I'll be curious to see if they are, if they are their own episode or if they are peppered. Pepper, as you said, peppered throughout the series. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Masters of the Air comes out January twenty sixth, and that brings us to our last trailer. Let's do it. <laughs> Godzilla and Kong. What is it? The New Empire? Is the, that? Uh, yeah. The new a new empire. Yeah. A new empire. Okay. Yeah. So this is the fifth movie Bang! in, in the MonsterVerse. Yeah. Is it the fifth one? I think. um
1: In, in this current MonsterVerse, it is the fifth one. Yes.
2: Okay, because it started in 2014 with Godzilla, then we had Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla versus Kong, and now Godzilla and Kong. You know what? Um, It's it's a very fitting uh, transition into our main topic. Yeah. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. I was not a big fan of. I mean the the spectacle of it is awesome, and watching it on a big screen was great. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you which. Human characters were in that one. I know Bran Cranston was in Godzilla. John C. Riley and Sam Jackson and Shay Wickham were in Kong Skull Island. Sure. It gets a little nebulous for me after that. Um, <laughs> look, it, it's like, it, it looks like we have a, a race of Kongs that yeah. live under the earth. Uh, Godzilla's glowing pink. pink. Uh, and we got a little, a little baby Kong. Baby um, Kong. John- yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, again, I'm not a huge fan of those movies, despite the fact that I am enjoying Monarch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, will I see this? Absolutely. Will I like it? Eh. Johnny, what did you think? Are you ready to enter the new empire? Look, it, it the first movie,
1: and this is what people need to understand. The first Godzilla movie of this series, right? The five uh, five uh, movies you're talking about, Shin. I liked that one. I think it's Gareth Edwards who did that one. I liked that film. I enjoyed that it was slow. I enjoyed that we didn't get a lot of Godzilla. And I enjoyed that we focused on the human story with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen and Brian Cranston. I thought that was really cool. People complained out of their ass uh, that it was too slow. There wasn't enough Godzilla. I didn't care about the human characters. Okay. So Warner Brothers, well, Universal pivots and goes, okay, we're going to give you what you want because you've been bitching Warner about Brothers. it. it, it was was Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. We're going yeah. to give it what you want. Here's all the monster action and hardly any of the human story. So what are people bitching about now? There's no human story. I don't like the human characters. It's just them fighting. Above. You can't fucking win. Godzilla minus one is the win, but you're not going to get that kind of approach to Godzilla from american uh movie companies you're just not it's a different approach and so they want to focus more on the spectacle and look the box office has supported their point of view so you may hate it but that's the approach so to me i go into these movies am i going to have fun am i going to be entertained and is it going to be crazy the trailer checks all those boxes it looks like a lot of fun it looks like it's going to be crazy We've essentially got a uh, Caesar versus Koba situation going on with this Scar creature. And apparently this character was created for this movie. This character does not have any basis in the old uh, Monsterverse stuff from way back when with all those Godzillas and King Kong movies. Although Baby Kong does have a thing, and there's also a Baby Godzilla, by the way, that I can't remember the name of the film that monster island something to do with monster island but either way so there is a possibility of that so they have that in there so to me i like that you know but i don't like that they chopped rebecca hall's hair off i like rebecca's long hair so it was an interesting take they take on that but yeah to she's me, a it's scientist
2: in the field man. yeah i guess you're right you, know, you don't
1: <laughs> want to get hair on the experiments i get it. on the samples it,
2: but yeah i mean it's it's stupid but it looks
1: fun is basically and I don't care that they're running. By the way, oh my god! The things to be upset about, for God's sakes, showing them running is like, you know what? That's not how Godzilla would run. It's not a real thing. Uh, so I just, I to me, it just, uh, you, what's wrong with you all, man?
2: Yeah. Well, we can either run to the theater, or we can walk slowly like Godzilla in Godzilla minus one does on April twelfth, twenty twenty four. Godzilla and Kong: The New yeah. Empire. Yeah, it's gonna be good um all right let me make this change shannon does this work for this work is this a better
1: sit- i mean we got a little menorah action there on the bottom right bottom left is that work for for Shannon?
2: that you know what she's not texted no okay alright
1: i'm <laughs> gonna go with that shane i had to include santa i had to put if we're gonna put the menorah there with the the, the elf or whatever that is uh there with the thing then we got to have santa so it's a balance but the North Pole and the, and the uh, snowman have now been moved to the top, and we added some bells, <laughs> some silver bells or golden bells there. So hopefully she likes that. But, yeah, trying to satisfy the audience, audience of one. Um, all right, where – hold on, wait. Uh, Michael uh, tweeted out where he's at, and then we're going to get into Godzilla stuff. I just wanted to show you guys what Mike... – oh, First of all, yeah, Smithy out here drinking with us. Thank you, Smithy. Appreciate hey. having. me. A... Having a pale ale, a Sierra Nevada. Can't go wrong with Sierra Nevada pale ale for sure. Um, and then we've got uh, Fred Tasticers joining us with a deep Eddie Ruby Red. Ra- I don't even know what this is. What is this?
2: is this? Is that a cider?
1: Is that a cider? It says real grapefruit. Maybe it's just grapefruit juice. Oh, no, it's got alcohol. Does this say 35%? Holy fuck. All right. <laughs> All right. I hope you stay with us, Fred. I hope you haven't passed out. Um, and here is uh, Vogel down in Orlando uh who so uh something big enough to pull it out of the sword of the stone anvils night oh, so here is him trying to pull the stone out or the sword out of the stone it isn't quite working so uh <laughs> they're in uh in uh, orlando doing his thing so there you go all right um all right so should we get into some godzilla stuff here shannon we take let's a quick, get quick into quick. it all let's right, get let's into it. it let's do it godzilla let's do it um so uh two things obviously we talked about godzilla x kong however they're going to say that the new empire trail but godzilla minus one and monarch legacy of monsters are out there for you all to enjoy we are having a godzilla Sans, uh because so far two out of those three things are good and we'll see what the third one is like when it comes out but shannon let's go to godzilla minus one first um 15 million dollars coming from Japan, I think Toho, uh, and now it's been extended for a few more weeks here during its run in America, and it's breaking records for a Japanese imported film here in America. So the reviews
2: have been overwhelmingly
1: fantastic. What are your thoughts on Godzilla Minus One?
2: I super, super enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw a Japanese Godzilla movie like it's Mm. been like I've seen bits and pieces here and there but this is the first one that I went to a theater you know beginning to end and saw the whole thing and based off of the monster verse because I did like that 2014 Gareth Edwards movie yeah but based off based off the monster verse it really seems like the Japanese they know how to tell a good godzilla story
1: well it isn't um, like, like it's from there you know they're the ones who told the first godzilla stories so. yeah
2: it makes sense that as they are the one who uh who who exported it yeah um, that yeah. they're probably the authority on godzilla and the thing that i really enjoyed the thing that got me into the story was the human story yeah um they just did such a great job for the folks that are are unaware of godzilla minus one this one takes place in the wake of world war ii yes and it is about sort of the reconstruction of japan and how you have this freaking kaiju out there who shows up every once in a while and knocks shit down yeah um angry again the human story was just so so compelling from moment one, and yeah. since this isn't a review, we won't get into spoilers. No, um, no
1: review. We can review it non spoiler wise for people who maybe haven't seen it yet. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: but it's just it's just so it, it, it's so so well done, and I feel like they use Godzilla the way Godzilla is supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. Godzilla Godzilla does not have an arc. No. Godzilla is Godzilla is a natural disaster right godzilla is an earthquake godzilla is a typhoon godzilla is a hurricane that you don't know when godzilla is going to show up but you know when godzilla shows up shit's about to go down shit's it's, about to get blown it, up yeah exactly. it's not gonna go well i mean there is a sequence sort of a chase sequence in the ocean with godzilla and a boat yeah. that it's- is the audience, which, I mean, I saw it at, like, 1 o'clock on, like, a Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the amount of people that were there. Yeah. A lot, lot of dudes by themselves. <laughs> 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 a lot no, no. of guys our age. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Who, who took a long lunch to go see Godzilla Minus um, One. The ambient fear yeah in in the in the theater of any time godzilla would show up was so much fun a, a, a gentleman that i work with at universal had said normally in a godzilla movie you cannot wait for godzilla to show up yeah he's like after the first time we meet godzilla in this movie he's like you don't want him to show up again
1: yeah yeah
2: but yeah, I agree with
1: you. yeah go ahead go sorry
2: no, no no sorry i was just gonna say that the movie is incredibly well done yeah. the human story is is just as compelling as everything that happens when the big radioactive lizard is on the screen
1: yeah 100 it's the human story that separates it out look the the brutality and destruction of godzilla is the right amount of brutality and destruction in the movie right right off the bat the first few scenes you see what he does uh on a certain island in a certain situation this is after this is the end of world war ii uh, and what he does is pretty brutal and scary and horrific. And then later, uh, after the human story has really been developed and you've lived in it a bit and it's grown, time has passed, um, when he shows up again in the Ginza district and does what he does to all the that area and those buildings, um, it is so terrifying. The uh, reckless abandon it has in its destruction. It does not care. It does not have feelings. It just destroys everything in its sight, uh, no matter whether there's human beings in it or not. And then later when, we, when he shows back up again and we have the big finale, which, by the way, is about 35, 30, 35 minutes long, the finale. Um, it is, again, the perfect amount of Godzilla combined with the perfect amount of time with the human characters because in between Godzilla appearances as Shannon said, we have had time to care about these characters and care about the journey. The main character is looking for retribution because of something that he couldn't do uh, in World War II and he wants to get a chance to uh, avenge not only his um, fellow soldiers, but other people in his life uh, here in in his journey. But he's also got PTSD. (laughs) And so to me, the fact that they made that an element of the Godzilla film was super shocking, yet perfect to do in 2023 because we're more aware of PTSD now. We're more aware. We've had generations of it affecting soldiers and also uh, affecting people in trauma situations. So we're more, uh, our culture is more prone to talk about it and more aware of it. So it was smart. And then these characters that come throughout the movie. They're really good characters. They could have been caricatures. They could have been just one note. But there is depth. There is complexity to them. And you care about them because the acting is so good. They cast this so well. So that when the finale comes, it's not just a bunch of people that you were like, I've got to get through the story so I can get to the destruction. You actually care who's going to live or die at the end of this movie. And I don't recall any Godzilla movie I ever saw where I cared who was going to live or die. Even when I was a kid, it was more a matter of just like, let's have fun. Let's see what happens. And uh, except for the two Japanese girls, I think in Mothra. Other than that, I didn't care who lived or died. But like this thing at the end, I mean, you're just, I got emotional. I really got emotional. They got me as a guy who served in the military. And I didn't serve in a the theater of war, but I did serve for eight years. I knew people who came back from war messed up and with PTSD and feeling survivor's guilt, all of that so having that element here made me care about the movie so much more uh and then you'd get all the Godzilla stuff right it just knocked it out of the park man
2: yeah yeah and also I mean the 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 state of mind of the Japanese people as, yes! as it is being yes. portrayed in this movie yeah. that they have just gone through a war that they yeah. have had yeah. a weapon of war used on them that has never been used yeah and you see the decimation that has happened right um because oh boy i'm getting into it. <laughs> hey
1: you don't want to get spoilers you don't want to get any spoilers <laughs>
2: um, but basically you see how how the reconstruction process works yeah, yeah and yeah. how what happened really kind of broke the back of the people and what they had to do to build themselves back up. And as they're starting to build themselves back up, that's when all this other stuff happens.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, yeah. In the past, Godzilla has symbolized the nuclear war that ravaged Japan and the two bombs that were dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, And I think there was a third bomb drop, if I'm not wrong. A smaller bomb. But you find out what brings Godzilla back and it is once again a nuclear thing connected to the United States. So they do hint at those situations. There's a shot where you see Godzilla and a mushroom cloud next to Godzilla and where that would feel like, oh boy, they're really pounding your head over it. It is, it works. It works for where they put it because of what he's done. And so it's still there, that element of Godzilla. But I think what you're hitting on, Shannon, is absolutely right. I, we've moved to a place in 2023 where we can actually look at Japanese soldiers like we saw in letters from Iwo Jima. Mm. We see that they're human beings. We see that they were caught up in a situation with an emperor who was making them do these things. It doesn't mean that there weren't people who believed like the emperor believed, but there were also soldiers who were human beings who had to do this because their country told them to do it, and they had to go fight in this battle. And there was this idea of pride wrapped around serving your country because the Japanese have a very strong sense of loyalty and pride in their culture. And so there's all of that that gets explored here, and we can see and sympathize with soldiers who were our enemies in 1945 Mm -hmm. and the the war in the Pacific. So I I just thought that was such a a, a novel approach to this story, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was just a really, really excellent – excellent film and the fact that they did it on the budget that they did yeah yeah yeah, shocking yeah yeah
1: 15 million and and i want to i want to say that now this this, that's 15 million dollars in japan is a whole nother situation you know people are like and i and i want to make this clear because some people are like they made this. We we you could spend two hundred million dollars here in America and not make a movie. And I get it. I get the genesis or the foundational thing of what you're saying, but I don't think they're paying. And I'm I'm gonna guess, and I feel like I'm 100 correct here. They're not paying their VFX artists or their technicians or their production people the same rate that they're paying American people or not, American production people work American productions. And I think they're working longer hours, I would imagine, than the uh, production people um, who do the movies here. So it's different. So you can't with one side of your mouth say, I support the production people getting paid as much as they can and not working long hours. And then on the other side of your mouth go, but also like, look what they did for $15 million. Why can't we do that for $200 million? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's two different things. You're comparing two different, completely different work cultures and demands of their workers so i just would caution people who want to say like look what they did for 15 million it's not anywhere near the same thing shannon you worked in japan i I don't think i'm Mm -hmm. off base here am i
2: um i mean i don't know i don't know what the laws are but i do know it is not uncommon to see people at on the subways at night dressed for work passed out Yep. um there when we were we were doing this one show where it was western performers and japanese performers and the japanese performers were in these big oh i think they were playing like um from the mummy return sort of like those jackal, oh right, right jackal characters they, yes. they they put them with the, the jackal heads and they had them on power skips yeah, yeah, yeah. and the one japanese one one of the japanese performers uh passed out oh. because he wouldn't ask for a break Wow! Because culturally, right. at that time, I don't know if it's changed. That was twenty years ago that I was there. Right. Uh, but culturally, as it was explained to us, they're like, "Yeah, we don't really do that." Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you see the results. <laughs> yeah. Is that this dude literally fell over on his side? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the the cultural differences in the in in how we work, they are very they can be very stark
1: yeah yeah um yeah right it's seen as a sign of weakness yes exactly exactly yeah yeah uh brian said maybe not same rates in japan but not like they're saving hundreds of millions look at the creator 80 million look better than recent releases at double and triple that yeah Uh, yeah fair fair
2: uh yeah and i think it's it's probably your director like how like I did not know yeah. this, but they had said like Gareth Gareth Edwards came from the world of visual effects. Yes, right. So, and this
1: director comes from the world of visual effects. Yes.
2: There right. you go. I mean, they they know how to shoot things. Yeah. They know how to shoot things. I, I don't want to say better, but more useful yeah. for the effects artists afterwards. Right.
1: Right. They know how to shoot things so that it's easier for the VFX artists to do the things they need to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, co- uh, conserve time. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, one one thing came in here from Haunted underscore Autumn says on top of the on top of that, in my opinion, most compelling human story ever put forward in a Godzilla film. Those moments when Godzilla does appear are executed in visually unique, truly terrifying ways. Love you both. I agree. Uh, Shannon brought it up. I'm not going to say too much, but the scene in the water uh, with that huge ship and how and what oh. happens with Godzilla. Man, when that moment happens, you feel like you're in the wood boat with those characters reacting the way they would. You you would react the same way they would react. And, and you're reacting like that in your seat as you're watching them reacting in the same way in the wood boat that you would. So it's, it's fascinating to see that. Um, yeah. 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 Terrifying for, for sure. Um, all right. Let's uh, hit the last thing. Let's talk about um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Godzilla's having a moment. Let's talk about it.
2: Uh, you know, uh when when this series was announced, yeah, yeah. um it was sort of like uh really why? Yeah, why? Um, no one
1: no one likes the movies or no one claims to like the movies. Why are you doing a series? Right? Yeah. Yeah. The,
2: the, the movies have been the, the movies have been successful, successful yeah. enough to do the next movie, and they're all sort of sort of connected, I guess. Um when they announced the series, it was like, how are you gonna do because even if no matter what you feel about the movies, they look incredible. Yeah. Um, It's like, how are you going to do that on the small screen? And then they say, it's going to be on Apple and Apple thus far, their stuff Mm. just looks good. Yeah. Whether it is a a half hour show or an hour show, their stuff just is visually pleasing to the eyes. It looks like something that could be, could be on a movie screen. Um, how much this movie takes place in the wake of the first Godzilla movie, 2014. Um, It bounces all over time. Like we get um, Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell playing the same character. We get Anders Holm from Workaholics, gentleman I got to work with, who's playing the younger version of John Goodman's character from Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island? That's the one he was in, right? Yes, Kong Skull Island. Okay. But... (laughs) Thus far, again, I think the reason that I am enjoying the show is the human, is the human story. Yeah. When we see Godzilla, when we see other kaiju, other titans, um, those moments thus far have been really good. Mm-hmm. But it's the humans that are making me, are are making me interested. Is it as yeah. good as Godzilla minus one? No. Right. Um But of the MonsterVerse offerings, I feel like this one, from a storytelling perspective, this one has been the strongest. What do you think, Johnny?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, binging them, the four episodes were super enjoyable. I couldn't wait to to get to the next one after the one I was watching was finished. Anna Sawai, who I don't, I didn't watch Pachinko, but, you know, she's, her and a number of actors come over from Pachinko to be in this series. She is damn good in this series. I like her immediately. I connected with her emotional journey. I liked her instincts as a character, walking away from certain situations, wanting to stay in certain situations, wanting to get the hell out of certain situations. I like that. And her journey is interesting to me because she wants to find out the truth about her father, like what's going on here. Uh, And I really enjoy her as kind of the anchor of this series. Then you have Kirstie Clemens, who I think has never been better than she is in this series. I didn't think she was great in the Flash, and I haven't seen too much else where I thought she was, you know, necessary. Although Dope, she was good in Dope, the the Rick Flannery film. I, I I wanted to see more from her and other stuff, and I didn't quite see it. She's really good here, and I the last episode really showcased uh her what she, what she can do in this role. Uh, Wyatt Russell. I like Wyatt Russell. I think Kurt, I mean, when you put Wyatt against his father, that's just a tough ask. I mean, Kurt is so damn good, man. So damn good. And do yourselves a favor if you got time. Go on Twitter and watch some of the interviews some of my colleagues have done with Kurt and Wyatt for the promotion of this movie. Kurt is just a ball of sunshine, man. He's just one of these guys that, like, you wish you knew. You wish you could go have a beer with Kurt Russell because he just radiates, like, just an awesome dude who's going to sit and have a conversation with you about life or whatever and try to get some laughs with you or whatever. And I love that. And that energy comes through here. The man knows what he's doing, uh, and he's an artist, and it's great to watch him work in this series. Wyatt is good as well for what he's doing. I just think I need to see more from Wyatt after the first four episodes, more uh, more emotion, more uh, of a, a situation where he's got a call on that emotion. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think Ren Watabe does a nice job as well. Um, and, uh, uh, Joe Tippett, who I'm loving as Jim. He is really good. And, uh, Mari Yamamoto is Dr. Keiko Mura. She's really good. Keiko Mura, She's really good as well. And the general there, Christopher Heyerdahl, who to me is this generation's Niedermeyer, the actor who played Niedermeyer in Animal House. Very similar in terms of look and roles he plays. <laughs> but yeah, this thing holds together really well. The story is interesting. The mystery of the story keeps me coming back every episode. When the Kaiju or the Titans show up, they are perfectly placed in terms of when they show up, the different types that show up, the ferocity of them, and how certain things are handled. Uh, I think about the opening scene from the first episode where two Kaiju go at it on, on a shore. It's pretty awesome. So they do the right amount. And it looks great. They sank money into this series and it looks really, really good. So I highly, highly recommend you all watch this series cause you're going to really enjoy it and care about these characters. And in a way it is kind of redeeming the overall story of Monarch, which has been a bit yes. kind of fumbled in the films, you know?
2: Yeah. I feel like Monarch, um, the potential for Monarch was really established in Kong skull Island. Yes. yes. And they, they've not quite lived up to that potential as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, I think we are we are we are starting to see that. I agree. I mean we haven't seen a ton of Joe Tippett's uh Tim. Yes, but, but it's but, Yeah. But but he's also like watching that, watching yeah. his his I, I don't know if it was episode. His two zoom call. One. His
1: Zoom call is funny as shit. Yeah.
2: His one, his, his action sequence. Yeah, yeah, call yeah. Um uh that moment I was like, God, this is an a role I would have loved to have audition <laughs> for. <laughs> Um, he is, he's doing, he's doing a great job, but also to the Kurt Russell of it that you brought up, Johnny, Yeah. Kurt Russell, he's, he's such an interesting guy. Cause he's been in our lives forever. Like yeah, yeah. he's always yeah. been there, yeah, yeah. but I feel like it's only within the last 15 years that movie going audiences are really appreciating Kurt Russell yeah, and yeah. you see all the things that he was close to like how he was up for Han Solo. Right. Um, he was, he was up for Batman at one point. Um, like you see everything that he got so close to touching and that's, you know, and he's had an incredible career. Yes. Um, but it's like now knowing what, a, what a gem he is. It's mm-hmm. like, let's put, let's put Kurt Russell in more. Let's yeah. put him in more because he's just at, as his son, I imagine it is very, it's awesome to to play that role, to play the younger version. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it is very, very daunting for Wyatt Russell. Oh, sure, be, sure. Because Kurt Russell is just such a, he's just such a foundation of like, of Hollywood, of like someone that started in the 60s and yeah, is still yeah. around.
1: <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I recommend it as well. It's so good and um, uh, surprisingly good. Like, that's the thing at the end. Surprisingly good. And if the characters hook you, you're going to enjoy the journey. I see uh, a couple of people saying that they weren't the biggest fan of the human story. That's fine. If the characters hook you, though, you'll get into it and you'll like the story. Because I like the twists and turns, and I like that we're still discovering things about uh, the situation and about this father and the connections father has to Kurt Russell
2: yeah the the story that has been presented with anna sawai's character i'm like and and the dad uh i'm kind of like i really want to like take the monsters out of it yeah
1: (laughs) i really
2: (laughs) want to know why this happened yeah
1: that's a fair point that's a fair and there's a scene and i'm not going to ruin it but there's a scene with her and her dad in flashback that i think is fantastic that is One of the most authentic father daughter scenes I've ever seen in any situation when the father is constantly leaving. And the interaction here was so real that I was like, this is really awesome. So, yeah, highly recommended. And why, real quick, before we end, why do you think Godzilla's having a moment, man? What do you think it is about Godzilla now that that still endures? The first film was like 1954, I think. Why do you think it still endures uh, all this time later? Like, we're, what, at 90 years? Am I doing my math right or 70 years? Seventy years later, why
2: do you think it's still endured? I mean, honestly, I think part of it is just kind of luck. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, in terms of the moment we're having right this second, right, the right, fact right. that we've got Monarch, we've got the new Godzilla versus Kong movie, we've got the Toho, the yeah, Godzilla yeah. minus one. I th- I think it is luck that these three happen to exist all at the same time. And granted, right. two of them are connected. Yes, but right. we're getting such a different story with monarch than we are with the rest of the monsterverse that's on the big screens and godzilla minus one i mean this is this is the present at the back of the tree that you weren't expecting yeah um i I, you know i don't know how in tune our audience is with japanese cinema like i know i'm not um so you know we had no idea that this was coming until that first until that first trailer kind of caught fire so in, in terms of The I mean, I won't call Godzilla a character. (laughs) I don't think God's again, I don't think we ever get like a real Godzilla arc (laughs) in anything. Um, but there's always something interesting about a um I, I guess a threat that brings people together.
1: A world ending titan, you know, and um yeah, and I think that's why Godzilla endorses well, because there's always something bigger that can destroy us that we're always afraid of. Right. And so he kind of symbolizes that. Um, and I think when the movies pop up or the desire for it pops up, it's usually because something big is happening in the world, you know? And so we've seen over the last few years, you know, the kind of global conflicts that we've been having in such stark ways. So it just seemed to make sense to do these films, uh, now, um, uh, so we do have a one last stream lab here from Wayne Edwards. He says, "As a lifelong fan, I am loving all of this Godzilla content. I like the Monsterverse. I am pleasantly surprised by Monarch, and Godzilla minus one is awesome. I just bought tickets to see it a second time, and I can't wait for Fuchsia Godzilla next year." Is that is that, <laughs> is that is that is it? What is it? Is that a is that a joke? I'm not getting.
2: Well, that's in the Godzilla Kong the New Empire Godzilla glows. Uh, oh, that's right. well done man well
1: done well done (laughs) i want to go back and see shin godzilla now because i didn't see it from the same director so i want to see what his what how shin godzilla is if it's good or not so i'm gonna gonna sample that at some point in the next few days and and watch that i've just got so many things to watch man because of the end of the year and voting and all of that but yeah
2: i um, know yeah you have masters of the air oh uh, yeah right I, I didn't know you had that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have masters of the
1: air which has been sitting there i already saw criminal record which i can't talk about and i already finished reacher
2: season two so Cri- criminal record that's the peter capaldi, peter capaldi one, yes with okay um,
1: i forget the black british actress's name she's so good though uh, but yeah, and uh, yeah, and Reacher season two, which I finished up, uh, and the new Barry Sanders documentary. For those of you who haven't watched it, watch it. It's on Prime Video. It's really fucking good if
2: you're into. Sports. He played for the Detroit Lions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I think that's it uh, for Streamlabs and Super Chats. And Shannon, we we crossed the two hour mark, so we should get
2: on out of here. Um... <laughs> I literally told Shane, I'm like Vogel's not here. We're gonna go like ninety minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well the marvel conversation i think added half an hour to the show for sure but <laughs> um yeah i can't say anything about reacher yet cuz the embargo's not up but i will do a quick mini review somewhere on it uh for sure um so look for that i do have a 20 minute godzilla minus 1 spoiler review that i recorded but i don't know if anybody's going to watch it i think people have already made up their mind about the movie but maybe i'll put it out tomorrow or this weekend we'll see um all right there you go thanks so much for hanging out with us we appreciate it madly thanks for the stream labs and the super chats and as i said late if you're watching later on and you want to donate to the show to say thank you for this being on the yetline nation channel and thank you to the geek buddies hit that super thanks
2: and send in some love shannon uh what do we have to tell them i mean first this is empty
0: <laughs> holy <laughs> shit
2: <laughs> I mean, I've got a little bit right here, but Eddie, I I'm will sorry, say
0: Eddie.
2: my head my head is heavy oh, right now. It is, it is. Um, yeah, and and <laughs> I haven't had dinner yet. Um, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I made sure I ate before I drank. I knew.
2: <laughs> I I had a Trader Joe's cereal bar. A pup. This pumpkin walks into a What? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm shocked oh. that I have not slurred or tripped over my words. <laughs> Maybe I have. I know I think
1: you've been great. I don't recall us
2: at all. These knuckles are white. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow us on social so- there there you go. I know There it is. Right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold on. I got it. If you'd like to follow us on social media on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies on Instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung on Instagram at Shannon, the geek buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel and ask him why he couldn't pull that sword out of the stone. Yeah. It's at MK If you would like to follow Mr. Ooh, there, I lost it. I had it. <laughs> if you would like to follow Mr. Roca and compliment him on getting through two cocktails and not slurring his words too badly, either. You yeah. can follow him at the Roca says.
1: Yeah, but because I, I want a donut now that I've drank, I shouldn't get a donut. But then <laughs> do. there's a winchels right down the street. Uh, maybe I probably shouldn't get in the car, but uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> don't get in the car. It's only two minutes away. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm just joking. Uh, what did I? Oh yeah. Um, and uh, if you want to subscribe, please remember to subscribe to the channel down below. Hit that bell button. Leave a comment about all the stuff we talked about here tonight. I uh, would appreciate any of you all's appreci- uh, comments. I, we always love reading your comments, and it's always fun to hear your thoughts and and, and feelings. on it. We don't always respond to every comment, but we do read them, and sometimes we'll have conversations about some of your thoughts and comments. So feel free to leave them down below. We are on a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have our own podcast feed. So if you want to re-listen to any of the episodes or catch up on our old episodes, you can go to wherever you download podcasts, look up The Geek Buddies, subscribe to the podcast please subscribe to the podcast it's very big for us it brings in more revenue through the ads so just subscribe to it have it download automatically delete the episode you don't even have to listen to it but if you subscribe to it it helps our numbers go up we would appreciate that very, <laughs> very much wherever you download podcasts all right y'all take care of yourselves be well uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend enjoy your weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the geek
2: Hey! I gotta go.
0: Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free so first-time viewers can listen along safely.